With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? It's episode 168 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. How are you doing Happy today? Happy to be here. Doing good? I'm doing good. I hope we have some fresh Chet content. There is Chet, and I almost hit the wrong button on on uh, on the stream deck again, and I almost <laughs> went like I I veered off just at the last second. Uh, I almost hit uh, and went the other way, so I caught it. We're good. We're good. Okay, good. Uh, that would have been uh, that would have been weird if it was like I was like, eh, do I hit that one? And then we had four people the other day uh, on Friday, so I had to get used to hitting four buttons. Uh, it's it's not the same thing when you're doing it all. Uh, at the same time while you're trying to talk. It's, Brett uh, is it's, uh, flummoxed. I am flummoxed. Uh, and we have a guest host today who's currently texting and, and no. not being respectful. No, 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 I'm not texting. I'm trying to social media that I'm on your yeah, show. Yeah, I see her screen from here. She's yeah. promoting let the me, show. Let me be a boomer, okay? It takes me a minute to do this. You're, you're trying to social medias. I'm trying to social media She's for you guys. She's trying to internet. What's the word? I'm trying to shill on the internet for you guys. Yeah, dutifully <laughs> shill for pop culture crisis. But I gotta tell you guys, like, I am such a boomer. I, like, mm-hmm. don't know how to do anything i'm both like i think i'm one of those boomers who like the internet started happening and, it, and he was just like because i think i'm a man boomer like who's just like no i'm out i'm going to the woods you cannot make me be a part of this it all just feels but really you have foreign. no choice i'm sorry why am i still talking you have a name oh sorry yeah that was <laughs> i literally forgot what we're doing um yeah. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. <laughs> you know, when you when you were on um, IRL last week, your, your outro was different than the outro that you do uh, on here. Guys, I'm going to level with you. I made my pop culture or my TimCast IRL debut last week. Struggle with my intro and outro both times. There's something about it. Like, I think I'm very comfortable to with you guys and your show. I've been doing it for a little while. You guys aren't as important, so... No, yeah. it's just that, like, this feels like... This feels normal to me. Yes. Which... Includes it feels normal when the money guns go off. Shooting Tim's show is super fun. I'm always grateful to be on. But like every once in a while, I'm like, is anyone out there? There's there's no money guns. Like no one's talking. Like, yeah, it can't. feels a lot more interactive and fun. And like we have some kind of ongoing conversation. Yes, we, we aim to we aim to have and a I'm conversation a with everyone. Yes, uh, she's she's freezing cold today, right? Yeah, yep. I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, it was cold down downstairs as well. Mm-hmm. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, Kate Moss uh, doing what all celebrities do, and that's go back on something from their past uh, for the sake of modern day identity politics and and uh, brownie points from from social media. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Britney Spears. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and we are also going to talk about Kiki Palmer. See, that's what I mean. Z- like, Z- I could be on Tim's show and be like, is anyone listening? It could not be live for all I know. But here, <laughs> I know you guys are with us. Yes. Uh, so, so we got that. We got Kiki Palmer uh, and her comments uh, about the concept of colorism uh, in relation to comparisons to her and Zendaya, which I'm still getting used to saying Zendaya, 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 not Zendaya. Uh, we got that. We've got Podluck. We got a bunch of other stuff. So if you ladies are ready, we will get right into the very first pre-topic topic if you're ready. Are you ready, Mary? I am ready. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. So when I say pre-topic topic, of course, what I mean is Chet Hanks. 
Uh, and the first thing that we're going to look at here is um, it's just a picture, but he is clearly jacked and uh, and sober. So uh, he, I read this caption yeah, and I, I was blown away. Read, read the caption for everyone. Oh, I don't have his post. Oh, I got up. OK, I got it here. It says, uh, it says uh, he says, I don't take vacations. I just work from different locations. People look at vacations as a time to rest. Well, define rest. I view rest as being in a state of deep fulfillment, gratitude, and alignment with one's purpose. So for me, the work is the rest. Because I can only truly feel at rest if I know I'm doing the work. Not doing the work is not rest. It's the source of all anxiety, depression, and regret. For me, the only way to rest is through more action. The majority of people view rest as being inactive. I'm not trying to, <laughs> to be like the majority of people. And then he, and then he kind of shills for his, uh, his business program. Hashtag self-mastery. Hashtag self-mastery. Hashtag uh, Hank's fit. Uh, but, he, you know, he, uh, that's the mentality of a lot of people in recovery, that there is not really downtime. You're always kind of working on, uh, on yourself, whether it be through uh, the program uh, or and a lot of people uh, stagnation is is very dangerous for them that's uh, you know not having stuff to do I always think like I'm going to love the weekends and I hate the weekends like I, I, I do I, I whatever don't know how I feel about this post I think it was specifically catering to you Brett it, it could it could I, be I think that you need to slow down and, and we can also go here to uh, there was one picture one from yesterday I think it's this one where he talks about yeah I knew I was coming out here. There'd be limited weights, limited access to a gym. He's not making excuses. Made sure that I was going to have at least a pull-up bar and dip bar while I'm out here. Made sure to bring my protein powder. That was what was in that The meals out here baggie. are going to be different. Not going to be able to eat what I usually eat. But we just adapt. We adapt and we plan it out. Absolutely nothing's changing. Like I said, I don't take vacations. I just work from different locations. So super early on the west coast right now right here it's about 6 p.m so if you're just waking up right now you're on the east coast anywhere back home and you're ready to get after this shit dm me the words dm me baseline and let's keep this shit going just because life is happening and we got business we have to attend to places we got to go things we got to do that doesn't mean that we can deviate from our baseline our baseline is what keeps us winning it's what keeps us at a high frequency it's what keeps us in alignment, so under no circumstances can we allow ourselves to fall off from our baseline. Plane is totally baseline ruining. must be hit daily, mandatory, non fucking negotiable. So let's keep this shit going. You ready to fucking get on that baseline? The DM me. Ba <laughs> he sounds DM me sort of like an overtired no parent. That's like this is how we you do think it. when we go on vacation, when there we are get breaks. Off of yes, our daily he routine. He, he, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's really my hero. I'm gonna DM him baseline and see what happens. <laughs> I also think that like this is the post straight i think it's just like the pop culture chet hanks kool-aid that i'm being forced to drink but like this post i was like yeah you're kind of making some good points like he always makes good points what are you talking well about? maybe i mean i can't go that far oh man but like when i do have you disagreed with chet hanks? what have you could you possibly disagree just with like chet hanks? i i just feel like chet hanks is um aura and his personality and his presentation is not something that like deeply appeals to mm -hmm. me but that doesn't make him wrong. That you know, wrong. I, I don't know. But I think you're right. Like you make you do the comparison between like recovery. Like I think generally people feel dissatisfied because they are often and it's not always their fault, but they work jobs, jobs that they don't find fulfilling. And yeah. then come the weekend, they're burned out, but they 
because so because they've been working they want to take a rest they want to do nothing but at the end of the weekend they feel like they've accomplished nothing in their personal life like i think that there is some of this stuff about being like even when you are resting you're actually still like pouring into your life like some of this i like really resonate with and some people i admire most like Mm when they are extremely hard workers but even in their downtime their their downtime is spent you know cultivating hobbies or doing things that are interesting and like that definitely can be for some people like physically resting watching movies doing whatever but like there is always sort of a growth mindset and you know i hate using that phrase because i end up feeling like i'm trying to be feels like, like a chet hanks phrase. feels like a chet hanks phrase growth mindset i'm gonna it's come in next hustle tastic yes hustle tastic uh, i watched a, a really interesting documentary once called the uh it was like the evils of of hustle culture and mm-hmm. the whole thing is basically like like don't work hard but i, I mean that's not like what they're saying is like uh, the self-help programs are all like really really predatory well what they're saying is that like the hustle mindset only is applied to work that doesn't mean anything or make a difference to anybody. Yeah. Like, I don't think people who like are, work at sewage treatment plants have a hustle mindset. They just work. No. And they, like yeah. the people who are promoting that type of thing are just like people with online grifting as their job. <laughs> but I also think there are people who work jobs that they're like, yeah, it's fine. It pays the bills because they have passions outside the yeah. job that they are interested in that like hustle culture would be like well you don't know how to monetize that like that doesn't count yeah. but some people work jobs to give them a lifestyle so that they can just enjoy time with their families or on hobbies or whatever else and that is that gives them a sense of meaning you know mm-hmm. i think that like your employment for some people it really can be their passion and purpose and become a large part of their identity but for other people like the life they build when they're not in the office or on the job is even more meaningful and important and like they don't have to tie their identity you know, they make money to support themselves, but they don't make money to validate who they are. Well, yeah, or especially if family is very important to them, the idea would be what to to make enough to support your family, but also just be able to spend time with them if you mm-hmm. you know uh, if all went according to plan. Uh, now I picture they all played that Jordan Peterson clip where he says, "What are we going to do without men?" Like that's what they play in their headphones when they're when they're down uh, working in the in the sewage <laughs> treatment plants. Because I see a lot of clips on like Instagram and TikTok of like guys who like work hard labor jobs posting that clip of Jordan Peterson, the audio from that over the top of that. And then there's always this one like crappy person in the comments who's like, don't you know that Jordan Peterson is a Nazi? Uh, and then they ruin it's it. It's always for, Brett. Yeah, it's that, always Brett in that voice. Uh, and they just ruin it for everyone. because people the bridge are, trolls. Yes, they are ruiners. So, all right, we are going to go ahead and get into Kate, uh, Kate Moss and... Uh, what, Marky what Mark. And, and Marky Mark, who, uh, who Mary did not know was... Mark Wahlberg. Okay, so first I watched Clueless where they mentioned Marky Mark, and I was like, who is that? I had to have it explained to me back then, a long time ago. But then <laughs> we watched Father Stew, and I'm like, I like Mark Wahlberg. Yep. And now I've I've made the connection. I, I, I think I had it in the back of my mind. Like, I did connect the dots on a subconscious level, but now we're going to talk about it. It's, uh, it's, so it says, Kate Moss says she felt objectified, vulnerable, and scared during Calvin Klein's shoot with Mark Wahlberg. Quote, he was very macho. Not macho, macho. I'm, I, there's, macho. there's a line in this article where I literally, I rolled my eyes so hard I gave myself a I already kind of had a migraine. And then like I read this one part of this article and I gave myself a migraine. Is that a workplace injury? Yes, I, I want to file. I will say it. If she was 17, this type of photo shoot is super She was born in 74. She said that she was 17 17 or 18. 18. So so she was born in 74. The shoot happened in 92. So she would have been 18, maybe 
possibly 17. That's really weird. Yes, it is. Like, I'm not going to act like that's not weird. Yep. But that was like a big thing during Calvin, the Calvin Klein days. Was it um, Brooke Shields? Yes. She was a teenage model for the, Calvin Klein? The Brooke Shields thing is far worse. I think they had her pose topless at like 12. Yeah, like... Very, very strange culture surrounding that brand. The articles that I was looking at originally kept referencing her at 14. I'm like, she's not 14 in that photo. And well, I said, there's no way they would have allowed her to do that, right? But I had to double check. I could be wrong. Sure. I think her mom also, like, I think she's one of those stories where her mom had her lie about her age so she could, like, yeah. continue And it didn't more. sound like in the story she was, um, you know, living with her parents or t talking to her parents at all. She was living with her boyfriend and his mom. I'm going to show people the photo first. The, this is one of the, the famous photos. Or the other one is part of the... Uh, had you know the the thumbnail that we yeah. used for the waiting room uh and that is what's funny is like it's not like i would ever consider myself a fashion guy but i remember that ad very vividly and i was very young when that mm -hmm. uh that came out so it is very culturally iconic so it says kate moss is visiting her 1992 calvin klein campaign shoot with mark Wahlberg, saying that she was not said she has not very good memories for working with the actor from working with the actor he was very Macho, as you said. Uh, and it was all about him and his big entourage, Moss said. And I was just this kind of model. Well, it was his campaign. Also right? not like, just kind of a model. Like, she was just... She was just a model. Just like, yeah. clear. The 48-year-old model reflected on the infamous shoot during her appearance on the BBC Radio 4 program Desert Island Discs, sharing that she felt completely objectified, invulnerable, and scared, having been 17 or 18 years old at the time. So, first, uh, I want to point out that you're... An, underwear model like do you think it's just uh I, i'm gonna i'm trying to be was she weird. before this shoot though? i don't know i don't just, think she I was think her she mentioned that she did uh, uh she mistakenly went to a shoot when she was 15 where they asked her to take her top off and then asked her to take her bra off she ran off away from them and, and i think she had she made started a mistake, but i don't think she was an underwear model before this campaign i think she had started modeling though yeah she was I'm a like, model of course but she wasn't an underwear model i think before but, this campaign but by virtue of doing this ad you are now doing that that is your like it's uh should, that's what would, you would well, they have yeah, told, would they have told her that before this started what i find troubling about this article is that they're framing it as like during her sh shoot with Mark Wahlberg, like, he was macho doing whatever. But if you notice her next quote, I think they played on my vulnerability. I was quite young and innocent. So Calvin loved that. Like, she yeah, actually is not tying this to the designer where a lot of, like, we just said he has a history yeah. of hiring other young, yep. possibly, we could say, just say it, like, underage and that's inappropriate models to be in these types of shoots. Like, they specifically like that she was young and innocent and, like, in that sense, they like pairing her with this guy like mark Wahlberg, as far as i know didn't have any say in who was cast to shoot do the shoot with him right yeah. and like i understand what she's saying like if you're young and this is like a new industry and you're showing more skin than you used to like it's uncomfortable but like how I much am surprised. older was mark Wahlberg at the time he's in his 20s right probably yep she says she so he could be anywhere from like let's say three four years older to like yeah, 10 I, years older i think you're right that the designer and the producers um the executives are really to blame if she were made to feel uncomfortable or objectified mm -hmm. and not him. I don't buy that she felt objectified at the time. Well, I'm sure she felt objectified. She was a model yes. in like the 80s uh, okay, or 90s, let, let me, right? Let like, me rephrase that. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I don't buy I don't what she I'm, was objectified by Mark Wahlberg. Yes. What, I, what I'm saying is that... Uh, I don't like. I'm. I don't know if I buy that she didn't understand the risks going in. That this is what part of her job would entail. 
I think she could have. I mean, 17 or 18 years old, that's like infamous time for being like, I can handle anything and then getting herself in way over her head for men and women. Uh, uh, so but she, I do think that like, again, they're framing this as like, because Mark Wahlberg was there, she was uncomfortable when really like the entire premise of the shoot yeah. as thought by the brand's marketing team seems to have made her uncomfortable. She even spoke about suffering with anxiety leading up to the shoot, which means she must have known it would have been something... That's uh, why I'm saying explicit. she did understand the risk involved yeah. as she was bedridden with anxiety over it. I really didn't feel well at all before the shoot for like a week or two. I couldn't get out of bed and I had severe anxiety and the doctor gave me Valium. Well, that was almost, that, uh, um, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, but uh, that, that masking your emotions in that case would just make it worse. But uh, to me, you know, she, she completed it. She did, she did her job. She got it done. Uh, I just, uh, are, are they framing this now as that he's the bad guy here? Is that what I'm supposed to I believe? I hope that that's not what she intended in the recent interview now that she's had time to reflect on it. And also, uh, Mark Wahlberg has been asked about this as well after she first spoke about this shoot in 2012. Um, but he didn't, he didn't seem like he was apologetic, apologetic or like he was being accused of anything. He was just saying... I was a little rough around the edges doing my thing. I wasn't very worldly. Let's say that. Um, all she said was that she regretted it afterwards and not that in the moment Mark was doing anything. Yes. And going out of his way. To and even in, more uncomfortable. even in this, she's saying like, I was standing with like two buff guys. Like this didn't feel like me again. It could have been anyone who just happened to be Mark Wahlberg's campaign is sort of the vibe I get. It's, yep. again, not like he specifically made her uncomfortable. It's the, that the situation that the brand that hired her put her in that made mm -hmm. her uncomfortable. Is it weird to you that, like, she's she's describing the situation as, like, basically giving her a mental breakdown, but she's doing it for Calvin Klein and now girls will do this for, like, Instagram likes, stuff like that. I'm not. I'm trying. Yeah, to the be, price yeah. has lowered. That's for what like mm -hmm. that that trade off of like your dignity or your personal comfort with yourself. Or do you think that they're even that the girls uh, of today that would do this? Do you think that they would feel the same? Because my cynical side says anytime I see photos like this of girls in current year, I'm just rolling my eyes, thinking like I can't wait for the article twenty years from now when they talk about how uncomfortable that shoot made them or how uncomfortable this made them. Uh, or do you think that uh, society has just changed so much that they won't have those same regrets? I think that feminism has sort of uh, sold to a lot of women that taking your clothes off and being photographed or videoed is empowering. And so... But the, I thought sex-positive feminism was like the, the past, and now it's only positive if there's no male aspect to it. Like, if men like it, it's bad. I mean, that's sort of irrelevant. It's like, if you wanted to do it, whether it's because you're a sex worker or a model or an Instagram lady, like, it doesn't matter if you choose to do it we can all get behind you and be like, you go girl, this is great. So I think in some ways, some of the issues, like I can only assume cause she doesn't talk about it, but she says she has anxiety leading up to the shoot. She's nervous. Like if this is Mary's right, this is her first major like underwear modeling contract. She's probably never showed this much skin, been topless on set before. You know, this is a lot of stuff that she's changing and our culture around that has changed so much that like it is actually not weird for us for celebrities to post topless in fact they choose to do it on their personal social media accounts i think some of our cultural uh attention to nudity has changed and in large part i blame like i don't blame i would cite the like sex positive feminist movement that told you hey you should take your clothes off mm -hmm. because ultimately that's better that's empowering and the thing is we would have never gotten to this point where it's so um 
we're so desensitized to nudity and revealing everything on social media. We wouldn't have gotten here without the beginning steps of like, yeah, Marky Mark. Like, it seems so funny um, and lighthearted looking back on it. But at the time, that was so culturally iconic because we weren't used to seeing something like that. And she contributed to it. I don't think she's totally responsible because of her age at the time. And it says also that she was collaborating with this friend who was a photographer who basically forced her, like almost everything but forced her to take revealing photos she didn't want to take so that she could get booked in bigger publications. That's why she has the career she has now. Mm-hmm. But um, that's, then again, that's also why she has the platform she has now um, to run her own talent agency where she claims she takes uh, great cr- pains to make sure her models are safe and comfortable. I mean, well, that's and that's like a positive thing to take away from a negative experience. I would also point out here that Marky Mark didn't go on to become like a crazy, like terrible guy. Like this is his yeah. wild time in his life. And then now he's like, basically just like a catholic dad actor yeah and that's why i was wondering if he had said anything about it more recently than this interview with the the guardian hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Because my impression would be that he, he would never want anyone to think he was intentionally objectifying her. Uh, if, if the campaign is him and her, he's taking instruction from the photographer just like the other person is. He's not the one yeah. running, this, running this, this show. Really, it... Calvin is the is the culprit here. That's not yeah really. We're not like digging into that. It at also all. it also makes me think of like uh, we saw the thing about J Lo f- posing nude at fifty three, and then there was another one the other day that was like somebody posing nude on their sixty fourth birthday. I'm like, how about we pose with our clothes? Uh, how about we show some modesty? So that's the thing. Like I'm, we have totally. It's not Brett shocking. Said, never thought I'd see the is day it, where Brett said modest is hottest. I'm not. I'm <laughs> saying, modest is more interesting at this point. Uh, like, that's crazy. True. It's well. It, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not saying like, I don't really give a crap about modesty. I give a crap that they're acting like it's a revolutionary idea. Like what they're doing. Like oh my god, you're posing naked at 53. I'm like you're you're airbrushing your photos at 53. Fantastic. That's. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I remember because uh, I said something where uh, we, we looked at like a picture of somebody one day and it was like Jennifer Lopez and I made some comment about how she looked very good for her age and Hannah Claire said like, yes, the photo, the, the surgery did fantastic. And I was like, well, fine then, snarky snark. Uh, Marky Mark, snarky snark. Uh, yeah, so 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 that's, uh, it just leads you, I wonder if it's cultural desensitivity to stuff like this. I get frustrated with the stuff about um, like they, they didn't have any way to, to help my mental health, but because to me, in the end you're responsible for your own mental health and that's through your own decisions and your ability yeah. to make the right choices in your life. I don't like when they put the onus on other people for stuff like that. Uh, I'm not saying that the company has to ignore it completely, but I'm saying that 
they always it feels like that is always right. pawned off on other people now. and it's not your mental health it's just you did something that went against your morals and it made you feel uncomfortable Moral? That's that's called remorse. Do you think it's remorse? That's not this is a, a normal mental health crisis. Yeah. That's a normal symptom of being a human. Yeah. Do, do you <laughs> think then, it's her morals? Or do you well, think yes, it's just... Yeah, uh, yes, and that. it's something she wouldn't be willing to admit was her moral compass speaking to her at the time because I don't think it's even acceptable to say the word morals, morals anymore. Morals just her ability to feel comfortable in that situation physically. It's not a, no. it's not really about the feelings though. I she felt bad because she knew she was doing something bad. That I she think. Per, you think that she perceived as bad but did People anyways, don't talk about that. I would like, say bad or I would say dangerous. Like to be a 15-year-old girl like she talks about this experience with like yeah. the bra catalog modeling shoot like at you know we teach our we you want to teach women and and guys too but like definitely girls like when you start to feel physically uncomfortable, when the situation doesn't feel right, you're not supposed to be there. And like modeling, it sounds like her experience in modeling basically flew in the face of that. Like mm -hmm. the more time she put herself in uncomfortable situations, basically like she suffered from it. She felt anxious. She felt maybe ashamed. She felt like bad, but her career skyrocketed because of it. So it's constantly teaching her, you know, over time that like your discomfort is actually driving your career. So it's worth doing things that you don't feel good about doing to make your career grow. And that's why now it sounds like she's responded by being like, I don't want other people to have to do that. It's one of the reasons I don't like, uh, like when, when people turn quotes, uh, general quotes and make it about, uh, that you can make a general quote that somebody makes about anything. Like leaving your comfort zone is a good idea in your, in your professional career a lot of the time, because if you don't do something that if you're, mm -hmm. all you do is completely stay within the realm of what you're comfortable with, you're never going to grow and, uh, and mature. In this case, this proves that you can't use the same quote for all in, things. In modeling, I would hope that would mean something like an artistic, yeah. out-of-the-box thing that you wouldn't be comfortable with, not just, like, being sexualized at a young age. And, yeah, this is a just situation where, yeah, it made her career, and she profited off of it, and now she feels like complaining about it. I understand why that, like, people think that's really annoying, because, like, you made your decisions and you made your bed lie in it. But I don't want to place all the blame on her. So uh, the idea that uh, vulnerable and scared and then Mark Wahlberg in the same headline with a, with a quote that... Uh, That's misleading, yeah. That, uh, Super misleading. That um, categorizes him in a certain way of well, being macho. Well, and I, I think it's I intentional, right? Like, he's got this, like, especially with Father Shoe coming out, he is, like, right now kind of conservative like he's not like super outspokenly conservative but like he's a catholic he t talks about going to mass all the time yeah. like he's now pouring financially into those endeavors and kind of creating projects that have that religious theological aspect to it like they are intentionally contra like trying to have this story come up like, like mary said like a lot of people don't know i don't i like remember that he's marky mark but i don't i've never listened to i don't really get it like it doesn't click for me i remember i know him as mark Wahlberg. yeah and that so, was our time right and so it's like they're intentionally trying to contrast like what how mark Wahlberg is operating right now with you know who he was when he was in his 20s which like it doesn't sound like he was the one who made her uncomfortable anyways but also like yeah i would hope he was more mature now than he was when he was in his 20s yeah of course somewhere some uh, somehow there's a journalist sad that it wasn't chris pratt who did this so they could dump on him some more but <laughs> i think it's a similar dunk like they're like oh yeah openly christian person 
let's bad, get it bad yeah bad. and that's what fake news is i don't think it's just we're gonna come up with some entirely fabricated story that didn't happen it's twisting language maybe it's to frame things a certain way when you know people aren't going to read into it like why doesn't calvin klein have to answer for this why isn't calvin klein the one saying like why doesn't the brand have to apologize for things right like they'll apologize for like political correctness missteps on social media and then that that's like a huge deal but then this is like completely overlooked they have ads with pregnant men now and it's like that's all water under the bridge like i don't understand that like our new morality maybe it's the the guy in me maybe i'm, I'm a little bit sent like desensitized but i just i don't have any sympathy sympathy for who <laughs> for her i just like maybe it's just she was a child the, maybe that's, it, the, it, that's the um, fact i mean uh, even if she was 18 uh, I, I she can, had no parental guidance i can respect moving on and making changes and, and starting an endeavor that moves the business in a direction that you want to want it to go based on your experience right like that like you said she started her own agency that allows her to behave uh treat her models in a way that she felt she was not treated I that mean, I, I have a lot of respect but do you for. think they even should have cast her knowing she was 17 we don't know that first of all uh, she says 17 or 18 we don't know if she was 17 or 18 but if she can't remember like that means that sometime during that year she turned 18 is basically what that tells me i just think more people should know like human trafficking um sex trafficking prostitution is entirely baked into the modeling industry so much so that some people would say it's synonymous with the modeling industry in fashion um the entire art world has deviance in it so I, i just don't want that to go unnoticed all right, let's uh, let's do. And I think you're right. Let, let's do super chats. Yeah. Hobbit said resetting the count zero out of three. Also, hi Hannah Claire. Great to see you on IRL last week. Both were great episodes. Um, Ezra Miller, John Depp, Amber Heard. There we're done. <laughs> we got it over with. Thank you. Hobbit said, "Do I need to add? I think you mean Hannah Claire's name as number four on the PCC list. What's the PCC list?" Is there a PCC list? Somebody helps out. Oh, I'm sorry. I got all confused. He meant Chet Hanks' name is number four. <laughs> yeah, Hannah Claire would be HC, not CH. I thought he got it mixed up. Yeah. Uh, um, maybe one day. If we're I mean, lucky. we mention him every episode, so. It's a thing. Yeah. Chris said, do not, my friends, become addicted to Chet. It will take hold of you and you will resent its absence. Um, There's yeah. money falling in my coffee cup. If there was Uh-oh. some like, if th- if there was like some uh, like Chet withdrawal meds that I could take, I, I would have to do that. Like, uh, if there was like Chet Suboxone, that would be fantastic. Bad app. I'm not reading that. <laughs> um, I was expecting like the two dots above the U to be, make it like sound very German. <laughs> Uh, Hobbit said, I can't hear y'all too much Moss virtue signaling. Oh, that's nothing. Wait till you see the virtue signal I have saved for the end of this episode. It's yeah, li- it, it's it is almost, connected, kind of. It, it is almost the ultimate virtue signal, the one I have for the end of this episode. You're going to love it. Hava Owen said, Marky Mark has problems with Asians. Is this true? Is this true? I did yeah, not. He got, where did this come from? There's some. I don't, oh, I don't yes. know a ton about this story, but like he assaulted an Asian man when he was a teenager. Yeah. And yep. it's like kind of gone under the radar. I think he did like, I think he was convicted or something, but I, I, I don't want to be too intense about it because I haven't yeah, you know, fact-checked no, it right. too intensely. Uh, but yeah, he, that's a criticism he often gets. That he like, people say he committed a hate crime and now we like him. Mm. Uh, again, I haven't looked a ton into that story, but that's weird. What's going on? 
Aaron Larson said, learning to be the seductress would, I imagine, have much potential to be empowering, but not all power is good. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Power used for ill or for evil is inevitably corrupting. Can seduction even be good? That's an interesting question. Uh, I will let uh, let you guys answer that one. Uh, <laughs> nice way to, way to see yourself out of that conversation, man. I guess um, what I want to say overall is that a campaign like this one should have never happened. I think it's wrong. I think there are certain things decent society should not be exposed to, and this is one of them. It- because she's under 18 because we, no not just because of that because of anything anyone's age it doesn't matter okay i, I mean i like, just i don't think things like that should be shown to okay. the public if, if that was a 20 year old if she was 20 and he was 20 i wouldn't have had uh, a problem with with that photo mm-hmm. personally but i think the fact that she yeah. can't remember if she was of age or not is concerning i think mary's right like just because you could take your shirt off doesn't mean that we should have to do this to sell underwear yep. or to sell like we were talking or about they Victoria's sell. secret yeah, yeah but i also I mean, I think to this point about, like, seduction could be powerful. Like, yeah, sure, it could be. But, like, I don't think that's what feminism talks about when they're, like, if you feel good about yourself and sexy, like, do it. I think it ultimately leaves a lot of people feeling kind of empty and alone. I also want to point out, if you look at the photo that I used for, like, the the waiting room, how much Marky Mark looks like Tom Cruise in that photo. He does? You to think? Me, to me, he does a little bit. Like, before Tom Hanks got, uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Younger I can't Tom say Hanks. I think about Tom Hanks No, to, uh, Tom Cruise. Did I say Hanks? I got Hanks on the brain. I can't yeah, think, I say I think about Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise that Cruise. much. Uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, gold, sorry, Joseph said, children keep getting older. They need some Chet. They, uh, they could use some Chet formations, uh, some Chet-spiration. Chet Any could, high school student out there, please demand that Chet Hanks be your graduation yes. speaker. Yes. Do not graduate no. until Chet Hanks Can we speaks. have a Chet Hanks world tour? Oh, my gosh. No, I want him to be, like, graduation speaker at, like, 12 different schools. <laughs> Uh, Gold Mecro said, "You don't understand the new morality because it doesn't exist. Whatever the hell these days." I I struggle with that one because um, I see so much moralizing in, uh, in what you would call virtue signaling, which is supposed to signal some type of morality, but it's not because it's based in hatred. And there was a really interesting. I wish I would. I, I wish I'd known about a chat like this before. And there was a great. Uh, Post uh, like a it was a preacher who does like he compared he, he talked about social justice and like the immorality of social justice like no uh, like if there's no justice without compassion or no justice without um, redemption it was very very interesting and I'm I'm obviously mm-hmm. not uh, catching the drift of what he said I have it saved somewhere I might have to bring it up for a later episode it was very very good but he basically points out the flaws that there's you know there is no forgiveness. Uh, in that world and, and they don't want forgiveness they don't want to be able to they don't want you to be able to be forgiven because uh, that lose then they lose their power over you mm-hmm. uh, Chris said what would it take for you guys to read bad apps super chat <laughs> 
Um, it's not you guys. It's just me. What, I'm making the executive decision. It would take a pop culture crisis after dark segment on TimCast.com uh, <laughs> exclusively. That's true. Yeah. But for now, it yeah. would take Bad App sending a super chat that is not offensive. But but, but we I Bad App, I love your offensive uh, chats just because I have to watch Mary pretend to. She's like, I'm not reading that. <laughs> and we need a shirt that says, I'm not reading that. <laughs> Black Tailgate said, as a photographer, it's important to explain to models what you're looking to do during the casting process prior to shooting. Sketches, reference pics. But most photographers don't, even many pros. Um, That's interesting. I doubt she was told very much about what the shoot was going to be. Well, but. I bet she did know that she was going to take her shirt off. Yeah. That's why she was uncomfortable. But I also think that... Uh, especially high fashion models, there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of competition, and so they're like, yeah, but if you're not willing to do it, we'll just find someone else who is. Yeah. That's... Uh, I think that industry... I've talked about it a couple of other times on the show, but, like, I think that industry um, lets itself live in, like, the absolute pitfall of lack of morality and just kind of damages women really intensely. It's just very when interesting. They don't need to. Because I see so many, like, uh, like, just... You scroll Instagram for five minutes and you will see young women who post photos that they're clearly proud of in the moment and you have to wonder what they're going to think about that 5, 10, 15 years from now when they've had a family, when they've had kids. Uh, you know, What I, I've started hearing is like, well, I'll never look this good again so it's good that I have the photos and it's like, kind of, but you don't have to show yourself naked also you are going to have kids one day. I mean, they all look to Kim Kardashian, right? Yep. Who has her infamous tape out there and she is now like, I have kids, this is in my past. And you're it's, like, it's like them girl, you should have thought about that at the time. It's it's like them like pretending like that's what being a parent is going to be like when we all know that that's not what parenting is because you don't have millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, Gold Macro said, seduction is great, just hoping there's something after that. Well, not if it's a static image on a yes. Calvin Klein campaign. <laughs> it's, uh, the, the more I've read on the topic of like how damaging like porn is like to the male brain, it's insane. Yeah, it's like, terrible. It's un like, you, like they show like, uh, mm. like, like, like x-ray, not x-rays, but it would be like an MRI or whatever, like of like, it like rewires your brain. Mm -hmm. It's insane. That's kind of the same thing in the porn industry if, if you're an actor or actress in the porn industry, if you aren't willing to do certain things sexually, then you can't get casted. Yep. Uh, Yellow Fluffy Feathers said, Moss should complain more about being known as a heroin chic model. You should interview Krigler. He posed naked with chicks. I would uh, I would love to. I didn't know that. I, I would love <laughs> I didn't to hear know that his, either. his take on that. Um, yeah, her famous yeah, quote does is Does she like, want to be known for saying... Like nothing tastes as, as good, good as skinny, skinny feels. feels. Yeah. Why she? Yeah, I don't know why she's the the good guy in this. Situation. But she was a she was huge. She was an institution. I mean, she was like what? She was the eighties, nineties. Like she was the model. They they talk about it here in this. I, I didn't. I only I only really pulled this up for the picture. Uh, but it was basically talks about how she uh, she was the last. They call her the last true supermodel. Mm -hmm. uh, the campaign that changed it all was Klein's infamous TV reel shot by her Brits and starring Marky Mark and Moss leading up to the campaign. Moss signed a contract with Klein after photographer uh, Patrick uh, Demarchelier. Uh, I can't pronounce that. Uh, met and compared her presence to that of a tw of a Twiggy of Twiggy. I don't. Is that a model? Twiggy is a model, and uh, she was really skinny. She had she wore hair in like a pixie cut. She was like iconic in the '60s, yeah. and it was at a time when like her curvier models were popular. And she is like she kind of started 
tilting the scales the other way. They, they talk about that in here that basically like she she brought in like her insecurities with herself uh, ushered in a new era in modeling. It's like what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. What could go wrong with that concept? Um, bad app. I'm not reading that again. And Hobbit said bad app. I'm not reading that winky face. Yeah. I think he just likes getting your personal shout out, Mary. And then there's one more. <laughs> Todd James said, Howdy from Oklahoma. Uh, us love what the Tim Cast crew is doing. First time watching Pop Culture Crisis. Thank well, you. welcome. It's, uh, it's interesting because uh, uh, with the billboard going up, uh, billboards going up, uh, I, I forget sometimes how many people come in and send messages and say, didn't know you guys were live because we were only posting segments before. I mean, mm-hmm. you could listen to the whole thing. Uh, on audio platforms, but going live and, and you're still, people are still just figuring it out now. Uh, mm-hmm. And you kind of have to battle the algorithm because if people aren't like, you know, subscribe, like even earlier, I, I, when I, when I post the waiting room to get the show started, she's like, she had to refresh twice just to get it to show up. So you forget how much you're actually battling people, just getting eyes onto what you're doing so that people can join you while you, uh, yeah, I, I've been so impressed by how much you guys have grown of late. I mean, it's really cool to see both of you are so passionate about what you do. And I, you know, I really think the show is unique and fun. Like it's awesome. And I hope, I hope you recommend the show to everyone you're watching. Yes. That, and I don't do the like, share, comment, subscribe thing enough. Cause Smash the I have, like button. I, well, I, I, I have, I've made that my own. I call it gently tapping the like button. I, I, go I don't do it, way. but I have my own way of saying I, it. But no, Caress I, the like I, I don't say the like, share, comment, subscribe thing. I, I always forget Tim, Tim does that uh, all the time and remembers mm-hmm. to do it. I should probably do better about that. You trying so. to make one of us do it for you? Yes, yes. Uh, so, all right, let's, uh, that was all of them. Let's move on. We're going to talk about Britney Spears. I would like you to lead this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. This story was confusing because there are a lot of deleted posts from Brittany. Um, so she slammed her mom, Lynn, over the conservatorship, saying that she abused her. Um, so Jamie was in charge of her conservatorship officially. And uh, in any official legal sense, her mom had nothing to do with it. Jamie, her dad. Because for years, yes. I had no idea that oh, Jamie yeah. was the dad and yeah. Jamie Lynn was the sister. Yeah. Does he name one of his daughters the- after her? Even though he has a son? I, that's what <laughs> that I learned weird, recently. Huh? Um, so, but then she claims her mother definitely gave him the idea and helped him with it and orchestrated a lot of the abuses against her. Made her sound like a supervillain. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, Brittany posted a few screenshots of text messages with her, uh, her mother, a friend of hers uh, from home named Jansen Fitzgerald, and a lawyer she had at the time three years ago in 2019 that was during a time when she was involuntarily committed in a mental institution and she was messaging her mom about uh the fact that her psychiatrist upped her dosage of an antipsychotic medication called seroquel i've got to before we i'm just gonna tell you just she's right okay so back when i was making poor decisions with my life, right? Uh, I, I took a lot of uh, drugs in my day. And, and I one time, uh, I used to get something called gabapentin, which is like, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, not a, it's like a non-narcotic painkiller. Pain uh, it was something I was taking at the time uh, along with a lot of uppers. And in one of those like, things that I bought, like, remember, because I was, like I said, this is a long time ago. I was not using them legally. I like, got accidentally slipped a Seroquel, which looked very similar into the thing. <laughs> I I could not 
like it's imagine like getting dosed and like you're like you basically like collapse in your in your kitchen and you crawl and it takes like an hour to move a couple of inches because you, you've never like because you don't know what hit you uh, mm-hmm. and not knowing is, is a big part of the problem. So Seroquel is a and uh, in, in general, I saw a lot of people have to take that. Um, through uh, people that I met through uh, recovery and stuff like that. And it first of all, it makes your weight balloon heavily. Like you gain a lot of weight on Seroquel. So her, mm-hmm. she's not wrong to be uh, to question this. Uh, and it's definitely not a mild sleep aid. Yeah, um, that's the impression she was under is that it was a sleep aid. Um, but she was texting her mother about this, saying um, about her psychiatrist he was saying he wants to up the Seroquel, and I'm like, whoa, horsey, go F yourself. I thought it was a sleep aid, but it's for bipolar, and it's way stronger than lithium. I literally feel all the sick medicine in my stomach. I feel like he's trying to kill me. Um, so then she claimed that there was no response back from her mom. Uh, she claimed that there was no response back from her friend, Jan- her friend Jansen, who was trying to help her get a new lawyer. And she also claimed that there was no response back from this lawyer that she had at the time that she did not pick her on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her mother posted on Instagram in response to this. I don't know what prompted Brittany originally to, to post these screenshots. But her mother responded posting a screenshot from Jansen's Instagram story from a couple days ago uh, where Jansen... Uh, she she had the text messages she had with Brittany while she was committed about the medication she was on and she looked like she was trying to help her understand what was going on but she was like saying I did respond I've always felt like some of my messages were deleted uh, my heart is broken this morning I would like to clarify some things the mom um, sounds like an expert gaslighter. She does. Uh, the, the mom seems like a, there's a quote from the mom that makes her sound like a supervillain to me uh, when she says, you, well, should, you should have let me uh, visit you and give you a hug. Yeah, when just, she didn't respond, supposedly, just, right? If she didn't, just sounds like something that's just an evil. So what, what Lynn said in the caption on Instagram was, um, Brittany, I have all the whole conversations as well. I hurt for you that you feel the people who love you the you. most betrayed you. Let me come to you. I love you. And then Brittany responded with another deleted post. It was deleted before the show started. I was hoping it was still going to be up. It was gone, yeah. Yeah. I I tried to pull it up. But they were screenshots from her notes app where she was talking about this situation, responding to her mom's post. Um, And I don't even have all of the screenshots of what she wrote here. But she said, "Uh, yo, mom, did you also let people know that's one of the only times you texted me back did you also tell people how you hid coffee every single morning did you tell them every morning when i would try to find coffee there would be there were no pictures of me up in the kitchen just maddie and jamie and lynn and maddie and jamie lynn every single morning i would put a picture of me by you guys and every morning you would put it away before i woke up did you tell them how you were at my beach house when I couldn't even have the keys to my car? Did you tell them I was going to three AA meetings a week when I hate alcohol? Um, she ended that saying, uh, you, you have some nerve to show your texts when you know you guys hurt me so bad. It's not even funny. Um, 
it was all planned and you acted like you had no idea what was going on uh two weeks later after she was committed you released a book and showed my heartbreak when kevin took my kids you abused me um and she said she she was playing the the prayer loving mom that stuck with me uh, the line about her like uh, it, it all feels like uh, some semblance of performative uh, like I, I have trouble wanting to cover stuff like this just because it feels so in, like creepily personal to like they're making it public it's, I understand it's creepily that. personal absolutely like, like, but it the fact that she's making it public yeah. I think says a lot about where she's at mentally mm -hmm. and it doesn't bode well for the relationship that she's in she recently got married to a new guy um, Sam no, Asghari Hmm. Same guy. She's been with them for a while, right? Yeah, I mean that's just a new marriage. Mm. But um, but there is a prenup. He doesn't get any of her money if they if they get divorced. Right. Um. <laughs> but it's just like I thought maybe after she got married and had a little bit more independence, she would be able to work through these things privately and yeah. not post everything. And also, uh, frankly, like not post pictures of her body all yeah. the time. I just want to reflect on like why she has to put it all out there. It seems like she instigated this with her mom. Outside looking in, her life still looks to be in a weird... Based on her posts, not my, like, uh, I'm not trying to interpret it uh, negatively or, or like, uh, um, deceptively, but based on what I've seen from her and the stuff she posts about, her life still feels like it's in chaos. Of course, As much yeah. as it did... Uh, when she was under conservatorship. Yeah, I would say I would expect some of these things to take a lot of time, like just out. because it's the conservative that gets declared over and she gets married, like yeah. some of the anger and resentment or feelings of like mistrust probably will take years and years if she ever gets over them. There and that's, you know, basically understandable. I think you're right. Like I personally would think you would want to handle these things privately, but I think she from a young age was cultivated to seek outside attention and outside outward um uh ver verification for her feelings and her actions so it's not surprising to me that she's essentially like the most annoying facebook neighbor slash middle school girl <laughs> and is like just airing everything out yeah. online um, she also makes very serious allegations about mirroring her mirroring her iCloud account and the surveillance and stuff. Surveillance I stuff. definitely wanted to touch upon yeah. because uh, then her her friend and mother were in like uh, indirectly saying, "Oh, like we tried to text you, but none of our texts sent to you," and like alluding to surveillance mm -hmm. and. Paris Hilton had done this interview a couple of years ago where she said like, oh yeah, before you hang out with Britney, like I've tried to over the years that you have to get drug tested. Like she always has to have someone in the room. Like she's not allowed to just like be a, however old she is, like she in her forties at this point, like an adult woman who's like, I'd like to go to lunch with a friend. Like she was always being monitored from what I understand. I don't and believe. I, oh, that's okay. why the, some of the, like, I, I don't really think her dad is tech savvy. I, I'm to sort of stereotyping here, but like, He's I, a boomer like you. He yeah, he know how to as use a, a boomer sees boomer, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that he like set up a mirroring account, but I actually wouldn't be surprised if he had access to her phones or her, her messages or stuff like that. Because I do think that, you know, for everything we've seen, there does seem to be a concerted effort to say that like, while she's able to work and hold a residency in Las Vegas, she's not able to make good personal decisions. And so she needs... It kind of sounds like there was always, always an argument that she needed lots of hands-on 
guidance and intervention. But weirdly, like, that's true because now that she's had her life put in her own hands, it's still a tornado. But also, that's how some people choose to live their yeah. lives. Is like, it, yeah, is it? does she not have the right to live her life as a tornado? Right. Uh, some people who <laughs> yeah, aren't crazy celebrities enough. still yeah. take to Facebook to be like, do you see what my mom sent me? Yeah. My children's father is the worst. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people act like this. It's just immature and it's probably not the best way to handle it i would think that like having become a spectacle several times in your life you would want to be able to just live quietly but i do think that like again she is someone who desperately needs um lots of attention and lots of outs like you know there's gotta be some insecurity issues she, she even when she was under the conservatorship one of the things i always thought was weird was like there was all this stuff about she's being monitored and she's not allowed to just like go to target she's not allowed to like have her own credit card but she does have her own instagram account where she can post all kinds of random things and i guess that factors into like the she's a famous person so she needs to stay visible like yeah i think her relationship with between boundaries and what's appropriate and what should be kept private is extremely distorted and blurred and i think some people are like that without the money and the fame but in her case like having also gone through a period where you believed you were being watched and you had no control over your life it's not gonna go away i think she's always not going to be able to sort of see where she should keep things quiet she's collaborating with elton john to remake the song tiny dancer yeah i read about that too um i feel weird about her return to music i don't know like i don't judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think that would necessarily be a good idea. I mean, maybe I to, if I was to meet the counter argument, maybe being back at work and focusing on work can help uh, sort out the, like, but she always worked. She's, oh, she's you know, some yeah, people think that like in the middle of her conservatorship, they were hiring other vocalists to sing her songs, yeah. not just in live performances, but on her albums. They were that wasn't her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a great conspiracy theory. I don't no, think it's a conspiracy theory. I think it happened. That's happened to other other people. Well, also, they they did the thing where Jamie like they gave Jamie songs that she was supposed to perform. Right? The Jamie really? Lynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to yeah. launch her music career. Yeah. Never really took off. Yeah, that was supposed to. They were like Britney songs, and they're like, nope, we're giving it to to Jamie Lynn. Hmm. Uh, I I would uh, I like to me. Somebody like this, if, if your personal life is in chaos, a lot of people uh, restabilize by finding something to hold on and, and, and work towards. And a lot, for a lot of people, that's work. You know, uh, that's a very famous trope in, in a lot of things. You know, if you're, you know, you get, you're going through a divorce, so you throw yourself into your, into your job. Maybe what she needs is to find stability elsewhere. But the problem is she works in an industry that's going to be full of vultures that will try to take advantage of that. So that's very, very hard to navigate for even the most savvy of professionals in that industry let alone somebody who's clearly in chaos in yeah. their personal life maybe right now. Maybe she should just start doing something new that doesn't have to do with performing and like presenting yourself to the world. Like maybe she should get into pottery, you know? Make some plates, <laughs> know, she, sell them for a lot of money. She's posted pictures of like her, like finger painting before. Yeah. She does a ton of random pull things. A George du- pull a yeah. George W. Bush and start selling your art. Like you don't have Jim to Carey. continue to sing and to dance and to do whatever. Like I understand that that probably was a passion at one point in your life. Definitely what paid the bills and may- gave you all of the things that you have. But like just retire from it. Like yep. 
again make some mugs sell them on etsy like call it a day people would love that she would still make money she would still stay relevant get some validation from the outside world but like we wouldn't need to continually see like britney spears calls out mom britney spears posts scantily clad photo you know what i mean like but Mm -hmm. just try a new way of living did uh, Jim Carrey makes a lot of art? Like, uh, mm-hmm. he, I don't know if he sells it. He, he sucks he, at he, art, he, in uh, my opinion. He's he's he's. When uh, you're famous and doing yeah. art, I feel like that's not the point. It's just like, do yeah. you think people would buy this yeah. wonky wonky plate that I made? Yeah. Britney Spears could like make like a vase that's lopsided, and people would be like, "That's it would that's be a metaphor for her outside inside persona." Like, like, I'll pay twenty five thousand dollars for it. Frankie like, Muniz got into like NASCAR or like race car driving, like Formula really? One race car. Yeah, driving. yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. he got into um, making olive oil i think he did a bunch of stuff because he was a famous child actor so yeah he can move on he got in britney should take a leaf out of his book and like get some bees cultivate some honey you know what i'm saying yeah she could do anything stop britney's singing. bees she goes no she goes and becomes like an archaeologist like goes go back to school go i don't back. think she's ever been to school i mean go to school <laughs> like yeah she becomes like a like a there are a lot of celebrities actually who never even finished middle school Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually like I used to be surprised I had the opposite They're like, tutored on set Of their like childhood shows And you're like Are you BS I, I always had like I had the opposite reaction I used to be like Really impressed When I would see How many of like The actors in Blue collar Hollywood Like TV shows Went to like Prestigious universities And then I realized Shortly after That that's because That's how you stay Part of the club Is that they I met them And uh, before I, I Transferred to Juilliard I went to this college And this and so It's actually Yeah it's, also It's a networking Like tool. a lot of people I'm not saying that Some celebrities out there Don't have a passion For education and couldn't get in on their own merit but like a lot of times like they already have fame and money colleges are so expensive they love accepting people who can pay full tuition you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they're 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 guaranteed admissions yes she should do that before somebody offers her like a, what do they call it like an honorary doctorate or whatever like don't don't take the easy way out and get the honorary degree go and get an actual that taylor swift one was an honorary degree i was very upset <laughs> oh, by really? that yeah it yeah was, it was uh, honorary they're i was all, like commencement I, speakers usually get honorary i degrees. thought it was like taylor swift just decided one day to go to college and, and get a degree uh, and no. I found out that it was honorary. Like the only one who I liked when that happened was like Denzel Washington always gives a freaking great speech when he does speeches at college campuses. They're like, you like, like <laughs> you're saying if I could get a Chet Hanks, Denzel Washington, like co-authored speech, that would be the greatest thing ever. No, oh, yeah. I want Chet Hanks to be a high school graduation speaker because I feel like those okay, kids yeah. are like his target audience. Denzel True. is definitely more of the be, college He can speaker. be college, grad school, but Chet <laughs> Hanks needs to speak directly to the youth before they go or before they officially go to college. Maybe some of them will change their minds. Because, I stand by, though, Britney Spears. Let's see an Etsy shop with some wonky pottery and some some hand-jarred honey. You, you have a whole life ahead of you. What if she got into being a photographer rather than being uh, photographed? Don't want the other side of the camera. No, because I think that like too desire close. to be on front would okay. be like too strong. Fair enough. Let's do some super chats. Yellow fluffy feathers said, "I think Britney needs meds now more than ever." You could be right. She may be on them. Maybe. Not Seroquel though. Ugh. I don't know. Ugh. Bad app said, "Did F off ever slide into Hannah Claire's DMs? Did he?" I don't think so. Does he have another name? Does he have a Christian name that he might use uh, on, on uh, something Mr. else? Mr. Bad App. <laughs> Mr. Is Bad that who it is? Wait. Bad App Esquire. No, oh, I'm someone sorry, else. Yeah. Mr. F off. It's, it's, yeah, it's Mr. F off to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. So if you're out there, I don't know. Maybe let us know. 
Um, I'm skipping that middle part because I don't know what that is. Um, and then he said we should all get Times Square ads. Yes, we should have a bad app billboard. I'm guessing you whatever, go for it, buddy. I, I'm guessing whatever he's talking about is something drug related. But yes, like uh, the idea was that like in a in a an entire bag full of uh, of. Did gabapentin, you know what that meant? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I get what he, the reference. I don't know what that spe- specifically is. But I'm we didn't read this part of the message. It's, I don't it know it has said. to do with like uh, like uh, basically being uh, dosed. Uh, I'm assuming is what the reference point is there, but yeah, <sighs> not the most pleasant experience to just kind of start collapsing and not have any clue why, uh, and then yeah. realize that yeah, not uh, not good. I've come a long way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, James Orenthal when said Kate Moss inspires Jeers while we see family laundry aired out by Spears. Tears for fears may smear flat beers. On a side note, big up to Snarky Snark. That was beautiful. That was incredible. Huh. We should have more of that. We've definitely had some poetic super chats. There have been. Which one more there? We should print them and uh, hang them in, in our mm, hallway. That's a good idea. Mm, said, you demons. That is us. We are demons. But what nice specific user. part did we get that comment for? That is a, that is a good question. All right. We're going yeah. to talk about Kiki Palmer. Uh, yeah, uh, we are. Yeah, you want to read it? Because uh, uh, you wrote the article on this one. So yeah. Go ahead. Go uh, <laughs> Bitter Kiki Palmer <laughs> blames colorism for comparisons to Zendaya. Bitter is an understatement here. Like the, the <laughs> language in this in the in the original like article, it's like the saltiest person I've ever seen in my entire also, life. Also, I had no idea she was being compared to Zendaya. Yeah. I uh, think she compared herself to her. Yeah. And then it's like that is no, great. no one do that. Picture wise, that's a fantastic comparison because they look a lot a lot alike in that photo. Like the Do you think? Uh, I think it's the, just their hairstyles. The hair and yeah. the and there's some similarity around the eyes. I think eyes. they're doing their makeup similarly, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. The eyeshadow. I don't know. Um yeah. Over the weekend there was a tweet that called the disparity between them one of the clearest examples of how colorism plays out in Hollywood. And it blew up and a bunch of people started talking about them and comparing them because Zendaya is more well-known and more successful, even though she's been in it for a shorter amount of time. Which upset um, Kiki. She had her breakout role, I guess, with Euphoria. I knew about both of them well, she was since already they started in, because no, of Disney. Zendaya was already like a thing. She was already a thing, but a lot of people would say she really blew up with Euphoria. But she, well, she was in Spider-Man. She plays, she's MJ in, in, in the in the Spider-Man Yeah, movie. I think the thing is she is one of those in stars that like Holland. she gained traction with Disney and then did several projects in a row that gained a lot mm-hmm. of attention. Like she did, she shot something with someone else. That's not very helpful. But the, during... COVID during lockdown that I remember seeing a lot of press tour because they had to shoot it in kind of a unique way because of all the COVID lockdowns. I mean, she has really seemed like she's someone who like left Disney and hustled was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do all the projects I can and like do a lot of things. And it's not that Kiki Palmer didn't try that, but maybe just when she was at Zendaya's age, also leaving Disney, there weren't as many, her career didn't Nickelodeon too. Yeah. Her career maybe didn't have the same momentum as Zendaya's. Yeah, I think there are so many different factors and coincidences and people like just networking connections that you can't account for just by saying this person has this outcome because Thank they you. have a lighter skin tone. That is the most like the, the but as very you can see, like Zendaya does have a, a lighter skin tone. But to bl- but to say that that's the reason they're all, attributing to- her her success and then discrediting that Zendaya was had like any merit. Um- Imagine in being Zendaya and, yeah, and being told that that's why you were... Also, Zendaya didn't date Kiki Palmer. She wasn't like, no. you guys think no. Kiki Palmer, you're like, I'm better. Like, she has nothing to do with this, really. Also, Kiki Palmer has had, like, 
she sort of stayed working for a while i feel like she's been in some stuff i know she's like part of i just saw a clip of her she's in nope she's in nope and there was some meme right now that's really popular of her going like she's like asked something she's in some interview and they slide her picture of dick cheney and they're like who is this and she's like you guys are gonna get me trouble like this man could walk by me on the street i I don't know who he is and it ends with her saying like sorry to this man (laughs) i saw that one (laughs) and i think that's funny like i guess people quote like sorry to this man all the time like i don't i think in some ways her responding to this like what one article that contrasted her to zendaya is her using it to continue to gain momentum like her career has stagnated a little bit but she's sort of she's in nope again she's like Mm -hmm. an internet meme right now like i think she wants to be one of the people on the met gala carpet and not the one interviewing people on the carpet yeah um i just imagine like how zendaya must feel is what they need to understand that other people are going to feel if you tell them the only reason you're successful is because you look a certain way yeah, I mean, maybe they're saying it's not the only reason, but a significant one. And my point about this was, if you're going to call out supposed colorism for these outcomes, you're asking what-if questions that you cannot possibly no. have answers for. You don't know how two unique careers could have gone if one little thing was changed. That's by design. They, yeah. wa- they, they want it to be an unanswerable and, question. Yeah. So someone tweeted in response to this, Kiki's net worth is $7 million and Zendaya's is $20 million. Kiki has been a mainstream success since her career began and has put in substantially more work. She should be one of the highest paid entertainers in the game. So Again. yes, it's colorism. <laughs> that sounds biased. You cannot equate something that complex to why she doesn't who your agent is uh how how long you've been working isn't as relevant as who you're connected to who your agent is what the projects mm-hmm. you chose to chose to work on were whether you got hired on bigger projects or smaller. i hate the whether the, you were a good person to work with yes. as we know from her incident with bill, bill murray, murray. Yep. at least our best guess is she is the one who complained about bill and Mur- bill murray's uh in like offensive joke yeah um, on set your personality will dictate whether you're going to get hired maybe uh, zendaya it, is nicer to work with yes uh, i also think zendaya might and- <laughs> thank, thank you, you. Oh, wow <laughs> i also think that zendaya might have like more she might be a more versatile talent than i'm not sure because um, like i've seen clips of her in euphoria and she still acts like she's in a disney show right but like she also went on dancing with the stars like she did a lot of work on in like the fashion line because she's built like a very thin supermodel like uh-huh. she she has done she's a also couple. a dancer and a singer that's and what an i actress. mean like i i don't know that kiki palmer isn't those things i'm pretty sure kiki palmer does make music though yeah but what? like she's not a like i when i first started seeing today i knew she had been in disney stuff which yeah. i didn't watch but like I started seeing her get picked up for ads for like Burberry or like different luxury brands. Yeah. And again, like she has like a very, she's very beautiful. They both are, they're, they're both pretty, but like Zendaya, like so, so thin, she just looks like a runway model. Mm-hmm. I think in some ways, like she had, she had maybe more opportunities to keep momentum behind her career, but I don't necessarily think it's colorism. It's just that she is a different person. She's maybe more marketable for other reasons than right. just that. It feels like trying to say like, does uh, Brenda Song, who was on a bu- in a bunch of Disney stuff, yeah, is her should her career be as successful as Constant Wu, another Asian American actress who got cast in like Crazy Rich Asians? I think, I think and, like I thought Brenda Song kind of like 
left Holly. Like, didn't was she that get, by choice? Yeah, I think like, no, did she, she she get blacklisted for some. Reason? I've heard that she just like after Disney Channel, like I don't think she got blacklisted. Like, it's just like after you be, you stop being a kid actor on Disney Channel, maybe like, you what happens to, do that to your for career? the rest of your life? I think right. it actually is hard to get off. Like, because the like Disney Channel is like Disney Channel is like starting off in like a steady salary job and then having to jump out to being like i'm gonna audition for stuff i'm gonna do whatever um i read this thing once that brenda song said like she didn't even get the opportunity to read for crazy rich asians even though it was like a a huge deal and at the time was being lauded for having an asian only asian cast because she was considered too american like she wasn't considered asian enough like just proving to you that these people are nothing is good enough i can never explain it and also like that should tell you just the amount of people vying for the same opportunities in these industries like unless you are really creating momentum behind your name and well known like it's even if you have done previous solid work it's easy to fall by the wayside and i think that's sort of really what happened to kiki palmer i hate the the notion that whenever they talk about these things that it's designed to be an unanswerable question full of of ambiguous concepts that cannot be rightly answered because it makes it uncomfortable and angry for everyone and if you don't agree with their conclusions to that unanswerable question to their you subjective lack compassion. to their subjective conclusion you are now uh, not compassionate and a bad person this is uh what the original post uh responded to that comment about their net worths if these numbers are accurate then something really has to be done yes maybe kiki needs to hire a new agent yeah said, or go on stand-up like the sorry to the man this man thing is so funny like her presentation of that line her she's naturally like comic like maybe she's not pursuing the right roles you know what i'm saying or maybe she's not Mm -hmm. cultivating her youtube or instagram platform to create fans on that you know what i mean like there's so many things performers can do like i don't i just don't think that's come up about kiki palmer like since i've been here has been kind of negative Mm -hmm. i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna bring but that's to your point like maybe she's difficult to work with yeah ads for Lancome, ads for bulgari uh and then we have spider-man spider-man no way so spider-man massive franchise dune massive franchise the greatest showman not a massive franchise but uh oh yeah uh, great showman that was the thing she Uh, did okay so everything she's in uh euphoria becomes a massive hit she is hitting home runs Every time she chooses a project, which increases her ability to ask for more money within the next project she works on. Kiki Palmer has had success, but Nope, uh, Nope just came out, was number one at the box office. It's doing well. And it's doing well, and and getting to work with Jordan Peele will hopefully boost her ability to ask for more at the next contract. Lightyear, before that, Lightyear didn't do that great and was marred with uh, a certain amount of controversy. Uh, Human Resources, I've never seen. Alice, I've never seen. Uh, Big Mouth, I'm never watching. <laughs> I I originally knew her from Jump In on Disney. Yes. And then True Jackson VP on Nickelodeon. I only saw her in those like childhood shows. And she was in Scream, the TV series, and I don't remember that, so that must have been in the last season that I didn't see. Oh, she was also in Scream Queens. Uh, so, so that's actually a fairly, that was a, a very good or big show when, yeah, it, when it came big. out. That was, uh, they had Ariana Grande it's on that. It's funny because yeah. I've heard people say that doing horror in Hollywood is a sign that your career isn't doing well. Hmm. But then there's like a whole culture around like horror TV shows. You can make like, a, you can make like a, a good a niche living, career. But, yeah. but you like a lot of them do the con- the convention circuit and, and that becomes part, uh, attributed to who they are. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I just, she, uh, she I is not. I need to read her tweets because they're so infuriating. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, oh yeah, we haven't even gotten into like the yeah. stuff she like. I, I'm now I feel bad. So like, what did guys, she say about we, this? We did not hook this very well. You have to read the stuff that she. She said, read the stuff. "It's great." <laughs> a great example of colorism is to believe I can be compared to anyone. <laughs> I'm the youngest talk show host ever, the first black woman to star in her own show on Nickelodeon, and the youngest and first black Cinderella on Broadway. I'm an incomparable talent. Baby, this is Kiki Palmer. But why wouldn't you want to hire her? Well, look, like, cool, girl, you did a lot of stuff, like... Another thing that should be the end of this conversation. How much do we need to talk about this? I've been a leading lady since I was 11 years old. I have over 100 plus credits and currently starring in an original screenplay that's the number one film at the box office. Nope. I've had a blessed career thus far. I couldn't ask for more, but God continues to surprise me. The second one feels very out of touch. That's with not the, the same one. tone as the first not tweet at all. How far apart did she post them? One's at 7.30. One's at same, same thing. I think she posted them at the same time. Uh, One's, so there's like four minute difference. I wonder if she wrote the first one and is like, that was going a little okay, too far. Okay, wait a minute. Got to dial it back. Walk All it back, back to God. It yeah. proves that uh, the projects you choose and the in the in what your hit record is uh, with the projects you choose plays a large role in what you're what you're going to make in Hollywood. Zendaya, everything I just mentioned of Zendaya was a hit, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. she wins. She wins this comparison without without even trying. Like, and I, I I don't mean to sound rude to to Kiki Palmer, but Zendaya is a more famous and more... Like, she's also dating Tom Holland, who's uh, uh, an A-list star in Hollywood right now. She seems to be making all the right choices to further her career, whereas she's kind of just complaining about... Right. Well, okay, it might be because Zendaya has better management or, like, people who are around her who are better able to advocate for her, yeah. who, like, say, hey, don't take that thing, take this thing, or whatever... I mean, I think people would argue with you, Brett, like, shouldn't theoretically, like, it sounds weird and I feel uncomfortable saying this, but like, people would say like, they're in similar age groups and they have a similar look. So wouldn't they be auditioning for the same roles? But I think is to your point, very quickly after getting off of Disney, she did several hits. And then I think at that point, she became a coveted talent. People ask specifically for Zendaya. They're just in different brackets. One's an A-lister, one's a B plus lister or a B lister. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's all this is here. Uh, in, Z- in Zendaya, like, there's the quotes from Zendaya where she says, previously touched on colorism and she does. I, I get frustrated with that the same way I get frustrated with uh, Jessica Alba saying that the Marvel movies are too Caucasian, which also made me roll my eyes because of uh, her, you know, they, they always make these quotes 20 years later after she made her career as uh, um, uh, a, 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 Hispan- you know, a, Latino, a Latina actress, right? So <laughs> uh, they, they make it down the line later after they've made their money and then they pull the ladder up behind them. But she says, as a black woman, as a light-skinned black woman, it's important that I'm using my privilege, my platform, to show you how much beauty there is in the African-American community, she said during a conversation with with Uber's chief brand officer, uh, Bazoma St. John. Uh, to, it's like... She, she, she said, I'm Hollywood's, I guess you could say, acceptable version of a black girl, and that has to change. But is Kiki Palmer not an acceptable version of a black girl? Is that what they're saying? What she's saying is she's Hollywood's version yeah. of acceptable, which I don't think is true because Kiki Palmer has had a very successful yes. career. She just wants to only appreciate it in comparison to somebody else. Like 
she can only celebrate her arbitrary milestones for her whole race yes. rather than her own achievements in the roles she's landed. And I, I talk about her that own talents. The, the concept of representation from Hollywood is the most vain and narcissistic concept in the world because they don't actually care about helping other people that look like them. They care that they're being lauded as some type of representative for a whole group of people, which to me is peak narcissism. Yeah, and the resentment from Kiki Palmer is so palpable yeah. in her comments that you can tell she's she's not this like you know validation from within person she is posing as. Yeah. Um, it's very clearly <sighs> her comparing herself more than anyone else is comparing her. And that's like there's so much resentment. Whenever we maybe that's why I hate these topics so much is it's always surrounded by a thick wall of resentment and disdain. Mm-hmm. from the people talking about it mm-hmm. like uh when it's positive it's uh, a form of narcissism uh in which they're talking about how great they are what how much ch- they're changing the world making the choices that they're making when you're an actor uh realistically the people changing the world would be the producers that are choosing to hire you if, if anything uh not that i ever want to give the producers credit for anything because they're evil too but uh, I'm, I'm not saying the celebrities are evil the producers well. <laughs> have the, cel- the the i do think that making it uh, uh making these conversations where Zendaya can't win this argument. She has to uh, fla- self-flagellate to, to get out of this ahead. And right? she's having the merits of her own career taken away from her. Which is insulting process. and should be insulting to anyone who has worked as hard as she has worked to get where she is. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the tone of that. Like, I don't even think we are able to capture the tone of just how, uh, how conceited that post sounded to me. But um, Super Chats. Uh Cole Vicini said Chet is just the baby boy version of Wes Watson. I I looked up Wes Watson. Chet Hanks follows Wes Watson on Instagram. So, you know, maybe he takes inspiration from Wes Watson. Who's Hmm. Wes Watson? Uh, Another like looks like uh, like influencer type person talking about. That. One of those hustle. It's a worldwide hustle, coach, yeah. YouTube, something, something, something. I just looked it yes. up. Sigma grind set dudes. <laughs> oh, I saw the, uh, I'll send it to you later. No, it's not appropriate. There's a whole, I saw a whole swath of, of Sigma male memes recently <laughs> that have just been gold. Gold! Bad app said, no, F off is the dude running game on Hannah Claire. Yes, he is. Yeah, we, we got mixed up. But I'm paying attention, don't worry. I don't um, think you can read Bad App's next one. Not going to read that one. Gold Macro said to Kiki Palmer, get good scrub. Imagine spitting on another actress's hard work by saying she isn't dark enough. Also, wasn't Raven Simone on Disney? Yep. Yep. She was on Disney. I guess her point and was And on The View, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> she, she her was career the, is also the youngest well. talk show host. I'm really tired of talk shows. I don't think that they're also that very is, original. They're oddly self-hating. Also, where's her talk show? Yeah, I didn't know this happened either. I mean, I believe you, that, Kiki, but like... Maybe that's the problem. It's like, I, I she listed her accomplishments, and I'm just like, I could list all of Zend- the movies I've seen, Z- seen Zendaya in. I don't know any of the things Look, you just mentioned. her career just yeah. doesn't have the same momentum, and I don't... I really don't think it's, it's colorism. It's not personal. They just don't like you that much. And like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like for Disney characters and the opportunities that happen in... in the, the opportunities that happen in Hollywood 
pass quickly and so like yeah. the fact that she, zendaya left disney like years after kiki Bid, like it puts them in a whole different bracket of what they're competing for or like the market that they entered into additionally like social media change zendaya's social media blew up while she was leaving disney whereas kiki like instagram wasn't a thing when she was doing, you know what that's i mean true, like there's true. so much thing so many ways that's that they didn't have the same amount of exposure and that's not color like that's not because of colors and that's because of the rapid pace of entertainment technology basically that's what, like there are so many factors that to distill it down to one single thing that just also happens to be a weird identitarian belief set is insulting to uh anyone with like who's able to think more than one step ahead in the world also just her being in a relate like half the exposure i see from her is stuff about her and tom holland being together mm-hmm. like it's just like like look at her and tom holland getting smoothies it's weird. they're gonna buy a house together near his parents house yeah like, like or they're like look at the way tom holland looks at her on the red carpet and it's like tom holland just he's like just turning and they like slow it down like i'm like who are these people that have the time to make these gifts uh black tailgate said international fame and success in acting modeling or art is chance and luck it relies on more than fans amen mm-hmm. thousand foot deep end said yet another successful woman in hollywood crying about a non-existent glass ceiling agree uh, Waffles Sensei said Kiki Palmer and Mickey Rourke just started a talk show. Oh my god. Where they just talk smack about Tom Cruise and Zendaya. <laughs> oh my god. And, and how Mickey, they, Mickey they Rourke too. will be like, who's Zendaya? <laughs> and she'll be like, who the hell's Tom Cruise? <laughs> uh, sorry to this man. Uh, it, 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 call it like, yeah, Kiki Rourke. It'll be it'll be fantastic. Uh, the like, king and queen of Palmer and Rourke in the night. morning. That, oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, daytime. Let's go. We are doing it. All right, all right, we're going to move on. We are going to do Podluck, and I got uh, a couple of different things here. This was originally going to be in a, uh, an, uh, a full segment, and that's for personal reasons. Uh, I, I, do, I do think this is a, kind of a hard one to translate to people, but basically what happened was uh, there's a story from years ago that Lil Wayne told about uh, a man who saved, uh, a cop who saved his life when he attempted to commit suicide when he was 12 years old. Now, the, the suicide part has been under... Um, dispute depending on the interview he gives. Sometimes he says it was he mishandled the firearm. Another time says that yes, his mom like told him that he wasn't going to be able to do music and that like he was distraught. And basically, the what happens is he shot himself in the chest. And as the cops come, every cop that comes through that door steps over him to go look for guns and drugs. And this one cop who he is affectionately called uh, Uncle Bob. Uh, Robert Hubler stopped and said, "What the? I'll actually just play the clip. Basically, said, what are you guys doing?'" And he picked Lil Wayne up off the ground and had another officer drive him to the hospital after EMS told him there was nothing there they could do about it, uh, and saved his life at the age of twelve, which allowed him to have a career. Uh, so I'm going to play this clip real quick, and uh, and then we'll we'll talk about it because this one this actually affected me for for different reasons back when. But twelve years old. I shot myself. I was in the house. Police knocked on the door. I was right there. They knocked the door down. Everybody jumped over my body to go get the guns and drugs and whatever they could find. It took one guy to stop right there and cuss everybody that hopped over me out. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? They said, oh, no, no, no. We was going to see if it... What the fuck are y'all doing? We called the ambulance. ambulance do you not see this kid on the floor with this hole in his chest say you you drive pick me up brought me to the hospital he didn't drop me off at the ambulance and say you take him 
He brought me to the hospital room and made two and stood there and waited till the doctor said he's gonna he's gonna make it. He said, Don't worry, my name's Uncle Bob. He was white as snow. The motherfuckers that hopped over me was blacker than me. At the age of twelve That um when in twenty twenty when right after George Floyd happened, I was in Minnesota, so I was there while all this stuff was happening, and I was seeing the way that those event, the events of that situation affected everyone around me, right? Because it, it plays closer to home mm-hmm. when you live there, and I mean it played close to home all over the country, and all I was seeing was wall-to-wall propaganda uh, all day, and seeing my friend, you know, people that I knew saying vile things that I would never have expected them to say. And this was an interview that came across one day and he says, uh, and that just really hit me in a way that was very hard to explain because I was seeing the way that the hatred that my friends were feeling was deteriorating their mental health and their ability to what I, I felt was think rationally given the way that they were speaking. And in a world where you're seeing nothing but negative uh, depictions of any specific group at any one time, especially given whatever algorithm you may be adherent to based on your your viewing choices, right? Mm -hmm. To see this come up was oddly emotional to me because it felt like if if stuff like this exists, then there is a way out for the people who I feel have been negatively impacted by the the things they're seeing right now. I think this also says something good about Lil Wayne's character. If at the time when it's like the most opportune to virtue signal or to speak out politically in one direction, be very partisan um, and leverage your identity markers that way, uh, he didn't do that, and he spoke to his personal experience that meant a lot to him. I mean, he has com- made some comments before that have gotten him trouble by saying, like, in 2016, he had an interview that, where he was like, there's no such thing as racism. He says, I don't know what racism is. He said, I don't know what racism is. And he said, I've never had to deal with it. I've never had to deal with That's racism. That's totally like a generational difference, I think, with him and, and younger celebrities. I think so, too. And I think it's interesting because, like, he grew up in New Orleans, right? Like, yes. he grew up in a city that, in some ways... Uh, culturally was or like socioeconomically could be considered very segregated like he is someone who would be primed to make accusations about race or culture or bias or violence and like i you know even though little Wayne is maybe not who we would hold up as like our cultural philosopher like he has made some interesting comments especially because they make people upset when he said like i've never experienced racism i remember watching this interview and the person who was interviewing him is like like trying to be like are you sure that's what you want to say? Like you still have a chance like, to walk this back. I'm going to give you a softball question. He's like, nope, none for me. Yeah. Like he is an interesting character. And I think this story is interesting in part because he, unlike a lot of people who are trying to get into rapping, really did grow up in a violent and uh, like intense environment. And so in some ways, like I'd rather hear his take on this kind of thing or his experience with law enforcement than someone who didn't really have those kinds of interactions but is sort of lauding that criminal persona for fame and so the 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 gentleman uh robert uh hubler he passed away at the age of 65 he was a double amputee uh due to diabetes and uh, complications from a car accident um and what happened was in 2018 he thanked uh hubler at the bet music awards and then later like uh, he at a certain point he thought that he'd already died and Hubler reached out to him. They like became friends again. And like Aww. Wayne said, like if you need help, 
I will help you for the rest, like for the rest of your life. If you need financial help, I will help you for the rest of. They never confirmed whether he accepted that help or not, but just the idea that he was able to reunite with this guy years later, and in a way break barriers on something that I felt was taking a stranglehold over the culture and over the people that were closest to me. You need those examples from recognizable figures in the public, and this was a unique example. And it just feels like every time I see one of these people from, uh, it's weird. You'd think that. Uh, as the older generation dies, we'd be getting better off. But as I see the culture we live in become more uh, identity-based and I see people pushing, uh, uh, not, not I guess segregationist, like segregation uh, ideas uh, at colleges, on college campuses, you see identity politics playing such a huge role in just the, co- the topic we just covered, uh, talking about how that was the main focus of this entire um, hoopla was over them talking about who had the darker tone, you know, skin tone. And as that becomes more prevalent amongst the youth, I can't help but feel a certain amount of dread and sadness when you see people who exemplify uh, a different view of the world passing away. And I feel that more with every person who I've seen uh, live uh, or work in, in, a, in a colorblind workplace and be able to um, show that they love people you know, for who they are and not what they look like. And these examples kind of pile on and pile on. So it hit me in a way that it's like it felt like kind of like a death knell in a way to, to something that felt so important because it happened at such a, a unique time for me, I guess, that mm-hmm. that clip stayed with me and it would come up every now and again. Uh, and so hearing this today, just like, really? Today of all days, this had to, this had to happen? Mm-hmm. But he, makes a, uh, he does talk about it here. So it says that he passed away at his home, uh, in old, his old Jefferson home on Friday. Uh, and uh, Lil Wayne released a statement uh, as well. So I have the... Uh, so it basically says, you refuse, to let, uh, you refuse to let me die, the New Orleans rapper wrote on Instagram at 1 a.m. on Monday. I'll love and miss you. The officer, Robert Hubler, met the future rapper when he was uh, 12 years old and, and shot himself in the chest. And that was under a very, you know, everyone thought that it was just mishandling. Why a, did he go back and forth with admitting what that was about? I wonder if that might have been image related when he was younger. Like maybe it had a harder time admitting that it was a, a suicide attempt when he was younger. But now that he's older and more established, maybe that doesn't, uh, maybe he was uh, ashamed of it when mm-hmm. he was younger. He didn't give a, a direct I know he has uh, some song lyrics that reference it. Yes. Yep. Uh, so it says, everything happens for a reason. I was dying when I met you at this very spot. You refused to let me die. Everything that doesn't happen doesn't happen for a reason. That reason being you and Faith. R.I.P. Uncle Bob, Aunt Kathy, been waiting for you. I'll love and miss you both and live for us all. Uh, like that is deep and meaningful in an industry that lacks a lot of depth and a lot of meaning. Uh, and mm-hmm. maybe it's not uh, important enough to like uh, for like a big name show to talk about this stuff or and, and it would go against the narrative anyways right they would never cover it like there's also like that sincerity that earnest yes tone to it that isn't welcome in the entertainment industry right now that you always have to be on guard well and like the image of like heavily tattooed grilled rapper mourns former cop you know what i mean like that's not the storyline that a lot of people want there to be right now like i look at that photo and i just like i was just like weirdly filled with like sadness and joy like he looks so happy there (laughs) like and it just filled me like with a weird feeling of sadness and joy 
at the same time to know that they like uh, th- that he thought he had passed away, got more time with him, and like you know how close were they? I can't say. I don't know, but I just know that the story meant a lot to me, and it's a weird in a weird way shows you just how important stuff like this can be. Um, and how uh, important and how much reach social media actually has that two people who I have no connection to have uh, have no firsthand knowledge of just seeing this in passing was enough to make me want to talk mm-hmm. about it here and I think that that's worth discussing uh, and rest in peace to the officer involved. I hope that him sharing that story actually widened some people's perspectives back in 2020. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it actually did but that uh, like and also like the next thing we're going to talk about is is, is virtue signaling and and in uh, that stuff. So in a realm full of phonies yeah. and people who want to project fake virtue onto the world without making any real change, this is a story where I can give you a concrete example myself where real change or real meaning was felt. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. So. Yeah. All right, then we are going to move on, and, and I am going to do my best to not. It, oh man! All right, to not blow does anybody up. does anybody love Pat Benatar? Does anybody here I'm love not Pat Benatar? A huge fan. Well, uh, Pat Benatar now refuses to perform "Hit Me with Your Best Shot" amid rising gun violence. Can I read the quote because it's just like yes, so bad? May. Yes, you may. Uh, in an interview with USA Today, she mentioned, "We're not doing on her on her tour. We're not doing Hit Me with Your Best Shot, and fans are having a heart attack." And I'm like, I'm sorry, in deference to the victims of the families of these mass shootings, I'm not singing it. I tell them, if you want to hear the song, go home and listen to it. The title is tongue-in-cheek, but you have to draw the line. I can't say those words out loud with a smile on my face. I just can't. I'm not going to go on stage in soapbox. I go to my legislators, but that's my small contribution to protesting. I'm not going to sing it. Tough. Well, gotta love the tough added in at the end. Oh there. my gosh, I think I am having a heart attack. How could she do this to me? I didn't even realize this. First well, off, I had she, no idea this was her song. And second off, this girl's on tour? Like, who even knew? Um, yeah, she is. She also performs the song Heartbreaker. So if you're having a heart attack, maybe she should stop performing that. Well, she doesn't care if you're um, having a heart attack. She's, she's also not playing gonna a song by the Beatles, and I know that they you know, hate women. <laughs> um, she, she also, she, she, the funny thing is she, she performed one of my favorite songs of all time, which is called hell is for children. There's it's, it's about children that are abused by, by parents. Uh, there is somewhere in the world. There are children being abused right now. How can you perform that song at a time like hey, this? That means she's raising awareness for it. You, you jerk. Uh, the, well, th- this is the scummiest. There's just the never ending scummiest. opportunities for, virtue signaling the the, the, yeah. the level of idiocy and, and the, the self-aggrandizement is unfathomable the fact that she's perfectly willing to still make money off of this song well says it all and she's directing you to go home and listen to it where yeah, she gets as long as you go stream, stream my song yeah. like she's almost promoting the song more than she and is that she's on tour condemning it i stand by did anyone know pat benatar was on tour until she did this interview um no. so she's i think it's strange when people are able to like it's it's so obvious that this benefits her making this grand statement just as her small contribution to the protest gives her so much media exposure which is like essentially generates cash for her like mm-hmm. she doesn't i, I mean She's, maybe she does go to her lecture maybe she really cares about this issue but like well just don't do it don't tell us you're not going to do it just don't do it so uh in 2020 19,384 uh gun murders took place uh in the united states 
that is the highest number since 1993 in which 18,253 gun murders were recorded in the United States. So we found out that the difference that it causes is a thousand gun murders will is all it takes to get Pat Benatar to stop performing she, your song. You virtue signaling like, piece of human garbage. Also, are you telling, are you telling me that gun violence was higher? In, what, how, what was it in the eighties? Uh, it's 18,000. It's higher now, but we also have a much larger population yeah, yeah, yeah. than we did in the nineties. So. I was going to say like, there was gun violence in the 80s as she wrote the song, so I how guess it didn't yeah. bother her then. How could you perform such a song that has nothing to do with gun violence at a time like this, you vapid? Ugh. Yeah, I always thought Hit Me With Your Best Shot was like, I know she says the line, <laughs> fire away, but I thought it was about like punching someone. She was like waving a gun around on stage and like flying an American flag and being like, I love the Second Amendment. <laughs> like, it's not like the, that was the point of the yes. song. She, this, this is this is peak, like, uh, this is one of those segments that is actually impossible to do because the level of fury that it, it fills me with isn't actually palatable. And it's like, don't, let him, <laughs> don't let him fool you, anyone listening. He picked this on purpose. It's almost impossible to do, no, but we're going to do the, it the anyways. The level of anger that this type of empty virtue signaling fills me with is enough to, uh, to ruin my own reputation further because it makes me that angry uh i'm now picturing like like some like psychotic meme lord listening to this song while committing violent acts just to spite her uh like she's acting like it's the same thing as pumped up kicks yeah a no. song about a school shooting which they positive I, people like never addressed also, and made their radio money and moved on it's crazy this comment i think is more insulting to the victims and of heart families uh, well of course of heart attacks but of mass shootings then it is showing deference to them because she no thinks to them. she thinks that they're offended by hit me with your best shot like what do you think of these people it's, it's this thing they where can't like, hear the word shot or fire absolutely or they go hide under a table like, right what are you talking about absolutely no one asked her to intervene do but she's doing it anyways have you spoken to any of these people personally i doubt it the, the chance that she can't perform this song without a smile on her face being true is a number so low that no. it doesn't exist no i think what she's saying is like it's not right for me to happily perform the song because apparently has a gun violence overtone as you know the nra mary is totally right did adopt this as their theme song yes uh the, the, there is no world in which uh this does not uh, these people man like it's the hardest thing to do to to not make this like worse by, by talking about it worse than it is but it is an extremely it's a, it's a sign of the narcissism of these people uh she also the, went off to talk about roe v wade too of course of course uh, gotta well, hit all the virtue signals at once it's uh so, so yes they, they talk about gun violence. uh i do like wonder if there have ever been any tv shows in which they played this song ironically during some violent scene i bet you that's been done before but it's it's freaking awful and i just i can't with these people man uh do, do you want do you want to, oh oh by the way mary uh you won't understand this hannah claire but we are getting what? uh we are Bye. we are getting a uh a sequel to the gray man Oh yeah, they also announced a spinoff. Uh, yep, based the on Grey Man is a movie. I know that. Uh, so, as so you guys know, I oppose this on principle. We no sequel. Yesterday, yep. and basically what I said was that I hated it. Yep. Um, but you know, also, of course, everything's everything that's serviceable gets a sequel and a spinoff. Do you remember? Also, I want to go back to I forgot. Do you remember when twenty right when the vaccines were getting rolled out? We were getting weird like songs. Do you remember Vax that thing up? 
What? Oh, that was a horrible time ago. That was one of the yeah. worst. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. I <laughs> want to see a a an ad for for uh, for coat for the next round of vaccines with hit me with your best. Yeah, shot. I was gonna say, isn't this a pro oh, vaccine no, anthem? No, no, no. Make it a pro vaccine. Hit me, hit me with your best shot, <laughs> Pfizer. There, I, I, I Pfizer away. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I, I give you this idea free of charge, Pat Benatar, to sell the rights to this song to the, uh, the ever, ever virtuous pharmaceutical companies so that they can make... I wish we could play Vax that thing up on here. It was Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm so glad you cannot. <laughs> uh, there, there, was, uh, there was also the great one uh, by, the, by the group that made a song about... Uh, do you remember the song Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony? It's all about their no. stimulus checks being gone. The, that was a great time for creativity. It was. Uh, I do think early pandemic lockdown, people were doing some interesting things. I did not support the lockdowns. No one get me wrong. But I think you're right. She is really missing an opportunity here to team up with Pfizer. Uh, yeah. Hit, hit me with your best jab. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pfizer, Pfizer away. Like, I don't understand. What is this girl oh, doing? I love it. I Pfizer love it. away would be incredible. I think that, what's the other one that makes the <laughs> Moderna vaccine? With the Moderna buys shot. it to prevent this excellent yes. commercial from being made. So Moderna with your best shot. No, it just doesn't work duh. the same way. Uh, that, I just, um, I can't with these people. The, the, they're, they're awful. Uh, and then we're going we, we're gonna to finish on two things that just upset me. It's like, okay, first... We have uh, Gwyneth Paltrow with a $75 vagina-scented candle that you can buy. Downvote. Goop. I, I, I swear to God, Goop has to be like a money laundering scheme. I don't know who's actually buying stuff I just don't Goop. understand just why that would stuff. be the name of the brand. She, she says that it's a... It's, it's, it's like Poosh from whatever Kardashian. Yeah, right? Like, stop like they're all copying. stupid words. She says it's a provocation to say how amazing it is to be a woman. Do you agree, ladies? No. Um, no. Okay, I overlooked that and looked straight to the fact that she hasn't a candle called Hands Off My Vagina that is backed by the ACLU. <laughs> Pandering. Oh my gosh. Bob. Late stage. I guess that's not even late stage capitalism. That's like late stage uh, cronyism. Sorry, oh, who man. takes these organizations seriously anymore? It says uh, the candle announced in 2020 was a, a reputable. We fight for your rights, says the ACLU. Was a What's next? Like, wh which one is the Southern Poverty <laughs> Rights Center going to? Law Center. Law Center going to they're gonna, back. They're going to help is she take gonna down get one that, like, the UN likes? Yes. Yes. Uh, is she going to make one for, I don't know, the ADL? Oh, my gosh. It'll be great. But then you're. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Like Johnny Depp has like a too far. There was a there's a YouTube creator that I like. She does like makeup reviews. Her name's Taylor Wynn. She she did a collab with a local. She's from like Seattle or something. She did like a local candle collab, and she always raises money on her channel for like domestic violence and women's shelters. And so in some ways, I'm like, girl, are you ripping off her idea but making it bigger with a vagina candle and the ACLU? Well, it's working. Yeah, it's terrible. This it it says uh, it says uh, the candle announced in 2020 was a feminist statement aimed at exposing the shame that surrounds a woman's private parts. And I'm sorry, all I could think about was the the Instagram reels in uh, in stories or and uh, and TikToks oh, no. that say. Uh, it says like everything reminds me of her and it plays the song by the fray in the background it's a guy opening a can of tuna <laughs> i hate it immediately okay, so the thing is this candle makes me embarrassed to be a girl yes. like come on gwyneth stop like stealing my entire gender identity to just be like see i can sell weird candles so not, i can support the aclu not just this but also they've discontinued choco taco uh, after almost 40 years so you're telling me i have to say i get no choco taco but I do get a vagina-scented candle That's from Gwyneth Paltrow. No, what 
fresh hell is this? Gwyneth Paltrow is going to buy Choco Tacos and she's going to make it so it supports the Southern Poverty well, Law Center. A, it's unclear what the flavor will be. Probably vagina. Well, goop taco. A, a, a goop taco just sounds like a horrible idea to me, but what do I oh know? Oh gosh, do you hate women, says Gwyneth Paltrow? Uh, apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, there was a couple of super chats in there. Now that I've thoroughly ruined okay, everyone's day. Cool. Hobbit said, would have been better if she talked about how uncomfortable recording the song made her. Uh, no, it didn't make her uncomfortable. It made her money. It made her money. <laughs> Bad F, I'm not reading that. Um, the dedication to him, with him though, <laughs> it's great. It's just funny to me. Like, you keep sending the chats even though they're not getting read. Um, whatever whatever floats your boat. Waffle Sensei said, this piece of work wants to grandstand on the backs of shooting victims for attention. She also is probably t- tired of singing her most requested song ever, Two Birds, One Stone. My hero. Does anybody else always like? Uh, I do think Waffles is right. She's being practical. Here. This way, she doesn't have to sing it. Right. She gets the money when you stream it, and then she can also virtue signal. Yeah. Like it's a trifecta. It's, it's a triple it, whammy. Is this one of those things where, like, uh, I forget who it was who talked about how uh, it was some artist who talked about. It. He always thought it was weird how artists hate end up resenting performing their favorite their their, most, their biggest songs. She's like, why would you? Why would you resent the song that brought you? It was like, I think it was somebody from like Matchbox 20 or something like that. I go back and forth on this because like if you love like a food, right? And you have to, you like eat it every day. After a while, you get sick of it. Like I can understand after a certain while being like, when I love this song and I was really passionate about it, I felt different performing it than I do two decades later. Like I have some uh, empathy for that kind of experience, but... it, uh, it, I had that's ex- not what Pat's up to. Pat's just cleverly <laughs> figuring out how to make money while doing less work. I had a, I, I had a, a, a mind-blowing experience the other night. I, I was talking to Andy and Lydia, and I found out that the Verve and the Verve Pipe are different bands. Blew my freaking mind. Are you going to be okay? Mind. If you're my age. Should I buy you a vag- vagina-scented candle to make you feel better? Uh, or if you could get me one of the Choco Tacos before they're all gone. I actually wonder how many people are running to the store right now I to like buy hordes of them. all summer. Well, yeah. What's not, going Have on? you been looking for one, though? I, I, I you're keep not pitching. supposed to look for one. They're supposed to look for you. Hmm. I keep pitching well, an app. Well, those are only the creepy ones. <laughs> I keep Darn. pitching an app where it tells you where the nearest ice cream truck is. Why hasn't somebody made that? There was one on then, the they're dumb middle school children. They're supposed to play the music and you chase them yeah also then dumb middle school children who do not use their phones would get kidnapped it'd be really easy to just <laughs> steal children True. well you gotta you gotta have a license to be a so at least because uh, you like to, to ha- or it's an, a business you have to operate so maybe the app requires you to put in your business license so that you're like your info is there I'm you sure there's still be plenty a of ways around that. You can still be a predator and really own a business. I'm just like, going to say But it. then at that point, just go to Cold Stone. Like, yes. What's the... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Bad App said, I'd buy a Brett-scented Choco Taco candle. Uh, the Yikes. First product we're making for merch. Merch, 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 merch. <laughs> We're doing it. Jessica, can you do that for us real quick? <laughs> Are you a candle maker? <laughs> Bobcat said, Brett, you ruined Taco <laughs> Tuesday forever. Uh, I want a shirt now that says uh, Taco Tuesday Ruiner. That's, uh, <laughs> you're a ruiner. Very niche. So, I like the idea that we make our most obscure inside jokes our merch, and that way even when people are trying to buy merch from you guys, they're like, I, I don't get totally it. get this one. We're like, got to watch all the episodes. Start from the you beginning. You have to know the lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you should go play it on uh, on Spotify so I can get the money from it, just like uh, just like uh, Pat Benatar. Hit me with <laughs> your best jab. Am I right, Pat? We're, we gotta we got to pitch that song, man. We're going to do it. But do you want to make royalties off of a Pat Benatar cover that's promoting vaccinations? Yep. Like, I would feel a little compromised there. Well, uh, we got uh, we got two more there. Actually, uh, the, the top one there is actually really good because we were going to cover that. 
unavailable ID name said, look up goop candle explodes in living room. Yeah, I read about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I put it in there for one day and it kept getting bumped by other stuff. But I uh, thought that was goop going on fire. It was Someone some set it was the like, store on fire. Yeah, like something to do with uh, explosions, goop and, and human Obviously, suffering. Obviously, they're very dangerous. Yes. Guys, you can explode all kinds of candles. It's not goop specific. <laughs> Nathan Koss said the racist wokesters won't stop getting rid of culture icons until we only have Western European products and icons left. R.I.P. Choco Tacos. My childhood remembers you fondly. It's uh, remember we just covered a couple weeks ago the 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 weird like anti capitalist who was selling ten dollar ice cream uh, ice creams that were shaped like billionaires. Yeah. Uh, the the Elon Musk mm. one. Oh looking, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, see? I saw that. Uh, I love. What it. if the Silicon Valley ice cream truck does sell those? You know what I mean. You, you get like you can only pay for it with like an app. Like yeah. you can't actually use cash. And it only takes crypto. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that, that is perfect. That would be funny. One more there from Waffle Sensei. Waffle Sensei said, "One day they will look back at this country and they will say the revolution <laughs> began when the ta- Choco Taco was banned." Hey, uh, I was talking to I was talking to who was I talking to the other day about how like alcohol. We were talking about alcohol and like how like alcohol is a cultural institution here because we fought, we had to fight for it mm-hmm. uh, to get it back, right? And it's such a it's such an inlaid part of like our culture here. I don't and, know. Uh, is it? I mean, in Europe, I'm the they drink a lot, like they do. Bars in America are still very, very popular. Like we we like went out to the pub. They're universally popular. I think a lot of people like alcohol, but I do think that's a fun uh, fun thought experiment. And I do think that like we view alcohol as like a coming of age. Like when you turn twenty one, it's a big deal yeah. because yeah. we had to fight for it on a lot of fronts. Prohibition, but also like remember when states were allowed to set their own drinking ages, and then they were like, "No highway money no for highway you money unless for you do you. it the way we want to." Yep. Like, w- this is one of those things in America that we 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 uniquely experience, and not everyone does. I'm from Minnesota, where you couldn't buy regular beer at a at a gas station. You had to buy what was called three two beer, which was impossible to get drunk on because it was only three point two percent alcohol. So you peed it all out before you could well, ever hope to drink enough to actually get drunk. I remember growing up in Connecticut where there were like liquor stores and you would buy alcohol there. I don't think you could maybe buy wine. I don't think you can buy wine in the grocery store in Connecticut. I didn't know that. But then I'd go to Texas. Yeah. In Texas, you can buy some alcohols in some grocery stores, but not in every county. Some counties are dry and yeah. you can't get alcohol there. Like yeah. alcohol in America is a wild west. And I sort of love it for that reason. Yeah. But and, uh, return it to the States. The, the, yes. <laughs> Federalism. Uh, yeah, yeah, Federalism. So, so this, that was, uh, and then what was the other one? We, uh, we talked about, um, uh, what, was, what was I talking about with alcohol with them? Like, oh, I was like, when, when they, in Minnesota, when they legalized it on Sundays, when you could finally sell it on Sundays, I'd been sober for years, but I went and bought one just to buy it. And then just in it, support. And just gave it to someone. Like, <laughs> just like I, I just did it to do it. So, yeah. yes, but yes, return it to the States, I say. The no federal funding for, law, for uh, road stuff. Just proves to you government overreach, people. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, they're also thinking like, I mean, this is the wrong podcast for this, but they can like hold you hostage for things until you bend to their will. Uh, if if that means that they have to threaten you with goop candles, then, well, then Rascal Flatts should refuse to play Life is the Highway until <laughs> the U.S. government uh, stops <laughs> being involved in five, uh, highway funding. Yes, come on, you guys can do. You can affect change just like Pat Benatar. Oh my God, that is incredible. He's like, when I think about how many drunk driving accidents there are, <laughs> I just can't perform Life is a Highway with a smile on my face. I can't do it. How many people die on Route 66 every year? Until I'm not you, doing it until you fix all of the potholes. I will not <laughs> perform Life is a Highway. Get 
get on this Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg or however you, say, however you say his last name because uh, he's the Buttigieg transportation secretary. Oh, yeah. It's literally irrelevant to me. I don't care. Okay. I'm All sorry. Right. I'll spell it correctly, but I don't. I'm not that invested in his life story. There's one more there. Yeah. Halls and the kids said, stop saying goop and Bavarian candle. What's wrong with Bavarian candle? Emoji. What's wrong with Bavarian candle? I don't know. Uh, is that is that bigoted towards like Bavarian pretzels? I love Bavarian pretzels. I have no idea. There's one more. Another one came through. Oh. Uh, mean Steve 69 said during prohibition alcohol smugglers would upgrade their cars to avoid police eventually started racing each other for fun which led to NASCAR see this country rules. America can do anything guys like how dare you not believe in the American dream it's great <laughs> now I'm that's a fun fact if that's not a real fact I'm gonna be furious now I'm now I'm trying to think of all of the songs that could be boycotted for for various stupid. Uh, I should have come up with a list beforehand of all the Blurred songs. Lines that, by Robin Thicke. Uh, why would happened. they ban that one? Well, they they that's already it. they already banned it. That's part of the campaign to uh, start driving on the other side of the road. He wants to go back to our English heritage. That is, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making it up. That is that's incredible. I stand by my my Rascal Flats thing. If they choo- whatever they choose to uh, stop performing, whatever cause they they be- put behind life is a highway, they could really affect change. That is, uh, there's so much that could be done if we just all banded together and quit per and quit performing our million dollar songs. But I do think Pat Benatar is a genius. Like. She, you guys are all right. Like she's doing less work. She doesn't have to perform a song. She's probably tired of performing anyways, but she still gets paid and she becomes like a left darling. So true. I'm just doing my little part to make my life even better. <laughs> the, the, the fact that uh, like I'm actually angry with myself for not getting angry, which just means that the whole topic is just washed me out. Why would you be out. angry at yourself for not being angry? Because it's just, it's, it dro- no, at the, at, the, at the concept altogether, because I'm just so drained by everything that these people do all the time that it just frustrates me. So, so wait, as far as I'm concerned, not angry Brett is good Brett. Fair I'm, enough. I'm sorry. Why did the Choco Taco go away? And is Taco Bell going to buy it as their signature? For cultural appropriation, <clears throat> of course. Why would Taco Bell buy it? They just make great stuff and then discontinue it anyways. That's what they do. With but that's what I mean. They test something out for like a week and never speak of it again i think they should buy the rights to the choco taco and then start selling it as a summertime only limited edition thing kind of like the mcrib how it comes and goes you never really know when it's going to be available they, they should do this is the taco shaped frozen treat <laughs> they, they literally go into to detail about it here but it is gone now ladies and gentlemen you can't get it anymore so that's a problem man damn what a time to be alive it is a very interesting time to be alive hannah claire where can they find you you can find me on Instagram at hanclair.b. You can find me on Gab at hanclairb. And you can find me, of course, on timcast.com. I write five articles a day. Click on the read tab. That was perfect. Now you got to do that for your next uh, next time doing the show. Yeah, I get very flustered leaving Timcast IRL it, for um, whatever reason. I'm then, much happier here having money shot at me, but that's strange. And then shamelessly shout us out even if it's on a day when you're not on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I really apologize for that one. <laughs> like, usurped Ian's territory. No, no. I'm <laughs> saying uh, I'm happy. Anytime you want to say, like, in Tuesdays, I'm on If we can create crisis. confusion, that's a good thing. That, I'm just going to start announcing whenever I'm on. I'm going to start saying every day I'm on Pop Culture yeah, Crisis. And it. you guys will be like, stop. No, you're not. <laughs> There's one more there. Oh, um... Hobbit said Florida man does parodies to affect cultural change. What's happening? Uh, Is that your birthday? uh, And and then there's one more from Bad App that I definitely don't think you're going to read. Actually, you could read it, I suppose, if you don't know the spelling. But what if we don't read stuff on purpose? We just are bullying him at this point. Uh, Wait, why would I not read that? Oh, go ahead. Is it offensive? Uh, No, no, no. I mean, kind of. Not really. How is it offensive? It's not. Uh, what <laughs> guys what this you is an alligator in africa gatorades 
No. Like, because they have AIDS? He, he he got you to read it. It's perfect. It, he he, he slash Brett got you to read it. <laughs> what? Do you get commission off of yes, from yes, him? Yes, anytime, I, anytime you get Mary to read one? On all of them. Yes, I do. Uh, Guys, thanks for so much for having me on. I already know I signed off, but again, it's been a ball, and I love being here. Perfect. Thank you. And Oh, no, one more. Oh. This Hobbit. is how they we keep doing this all day long. Hobbit said, are Choco Tacos similar to breakfast tacos? Jill... Jill Biden, Biden? Yes, she, she rough, she, rough week for her. She, she, uh, what was she the was quote? Talking about she was saying like tacos. Hispanic voters are as unique as all kinds of things, and one of the things she compared them to was breakfast tacos. <laughs> they didn't love it. I'm just gonna tell you that. Maya Flores had some some funny stuff to say about that. So love Mary, it. where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at Closer Kitty. And whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, like the one I posted today, I promote them there. She does. And I'm also going to be on IRL tonight. So find me there at 8 p.m. Perfect. Guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Daswick for the show. Join us here Monday through Friday on YouTube, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you would rather listen rather than watch, I don't know why you would, but you can. That's on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, <laughs> and Spotify. Uh, social media, Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show. Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis. And on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. Uh, and then uh, now Halls and the Kids says, if we keep super chatting, they can't leave. That's, uh, that's actually no. a thing. You can literally... I can leave whenever i want to i don't even work in this department you can you can literally hold us hostage with super chats if you if you so desire to do so if you guys uh, keep us here i'm just gonna start talking about random stuff that, though and brett's fine. gonna lose his mind uh also i do want to say uh if you could if, if you like the show if you're enjoying it like the like the videos leave comments on the videos subscribe to the channel i should be doing that more but i don't and i should uh i should make you should new, leave more comments uh, on your own videos is uh, that what you're saying i should promote the idea that other people do that more i don't appreciate your your in uh your in inauthentic sarcasm this appears to be my last show brett is firing me <laughs> so if you guys could do that it would mean the world to us uh and then we will be back with another episode tomorrow we'll see you then bye bye hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus.